Welcome to the Rebellion, Season 2 of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. How is everyone doing out there? I think this is Episode 3 of our second season. Having a lot of fun these past few weeks with some great guests in Episode 1, Episode 2. And it keeps going this week. Next week is going to be fun also, but that's still a little bit in the future. Uh, thanks for everyone tuning in today, as always. I am Alberto, your host here on Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. Um, I always forget, so I got to remember to do this up top. Make sure to click that thumbs up, that like button. We all want to make sure that you guys don't forget that. I'm pretty sure if you're watching this live right now on the chat, you already subscribed to the channel. But if not, go ahead and subscribe real quick. It's just a little button, subscribe on it. And then later on, if you're watching this a second time because you had so much fun or you're catching this on the replay, make sure to leave a comment if you want. And also, if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, make sure to subscribe to it, rate, review, all that fun stuff. So that's out of the way. We're done with that. So here we are. Let's talk some Star Wars. I know you guys are ready to talk Star Wars. It's a great week, as always, for Star Wars. But, oh, you saw? It's a new place. It's no longer my bedroom wall with a few drawings. I almost have my office back and still see a little... Uh, love bed out there that we haven't gotten out of the way, but trying to get it set up as an official office for the podcast. But here we are trying to get this going. And I think with that said, you've got enough of me. You want to see who's our guest today. Everyone knows if you follow us on Twitter, we've been tweeting, retweeting back and forth today. Hopefully we can get a lot of people on that chat today. Some surprises if we can get it. So with that said, let's bring this, bring this guy on. You, you guys love him. You know who he is. Michael from the two met two. Wait, wait a minute. Who's this? That's not Michael. Um, this is my show now. It's called <laughs> the Lion Show. Um, and we're just gonna sit around and sleep all day and eat kibble and watch Star Wars. That's fine. I think. How are you doing, Delilah? Thanks. Been a while. I saw a few weeks ago, but nice seeing you again. Thanks for having me. Um, <laughs> I chased my tail a lot today, so I'm just gonna take a nap. All right, go have fun. I want to nap after. And there he is, Michael Tumetu, Star Wars Network. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad, actually. It's been a quiet Saturday so far. Uh, just getting ready for today's show. A little bit of issues at, right before we started. Nothing big. We're here. So, again, thanks for coming on. Um, again, I was on your show, one of your many shows. We'll discuss that later. In back that tank a few weeks we had a lot of fun was there for about two hours and then real quick i just asked if you wanted to jump in one day quick you said yes let's do it and here we are so again thanks for coming on my pleasure buddy uh, you know, this is what i this is what i love doing and this is why i started doing uh you know youtube and and everything was to make star wars friends and you know i just got really lucky because 
I never watched a podcast. Done. I'll give you the quick version because most people already know the story. I never done a podcast or done anything, and I was just like, I can, you know, I can make better videos and do better content than we've got half these YouTubers are doing, um, and I can make some friends that way. So I just started it, and then they put out a couple videos, and some podcasters saw me and said, "Hey, we're having a meetup. You want to come join us?" And I got, you know, jumped in with some uh, some pretty big heavy hitters, yeah. and. You know, I just kept going after that, and then I took on too big of a project myself, and I burned myself out, and I quit for about a year, and mm -hmm. then to sell and I was like, "This is what I want to do. I want to." I got back into it, and then I found um, StreamYard, and you know, it, it's perfect because all you gotta do is give somebody a link, and they click the button, and they're on. Where other other systems, it takes you to Skype in and move the cameras around, make sure everything's both the light and the sound and, and whatever. It's just like, you know, if you decide you want to kick me off and bring in some, you know, fellow pineapple haters, like, you know, Cam, you can do that with two clicks hey, of the button. Where Don't tap me. I, I, I can do it real quick. I just send that link. I'm sure Cam will jump on. After he gets home, I saw he was driving. Hopefully he's fine and he got home. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, similar story, not... A little bit similar because I, when I started, I wasn't sure if I was going to do podcasting or YouTube videos for Star Wars. And I just thought it was too difficult. I don't know anything about YouTube, getting it online. I'll just do podcasting. Then I found StreamYard. StreamYard, if you want to sponsor, we're giving you a shout, shout out. Uh, and yeah, I just found it extremely easy. Did it once and then just kept going. It's I feel more myself being on live video like this instead of just recording my voice. So yeah, so far so good. I met a lot of great people like you, everyone on that's on the chat, some great fans I've been able to get on the show, some of the podcasters. And yeah, it's been great. Star Wars community, we keep saying it every week. This community that we are, it's a great one. I know there's another little corner that we try to stay away, but in general, the Star Wars community, the podcasting community, just all the fans, it's just a, it's great having all those people behind you and helping out. You can go ahead and say their name. They're called the Pineapple Menace. Uh, no, no. Everyone that we're all on the same page. Mostly. So let me go by. Let me go give a quick shout out. Like I mentioned, Cam was on the podcast before we started. He was rushing to get home. Of course, a rural farm boy, RFB Anthony is here. Thanks, Anthony, for sending a few tweets 10 minutes ago, getting people on. Mr. Rez, as always, is around. Cat Vader, girl, how you doing? Um... Well, Steven Tillman, I think is a new face for us over here. Hello there, I love that avatar. Poor Anakin, all burned up. Um, yeah, so we're here to have fun. RFB, you see a guitar back there. It's one of my, yeah, I, I don't, I not really. I play a little bass and then I just found this guitar a little cheap 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And I taught myself a little bit, but not that, I wouldn't say I'm a player, but I have it around. And there goes Michael. Hopefully he'll come back. Uh, that's fine. We like him. He'll he'll make his way back in a few minutes. Uh, so yeah, again, thanks for everyone out there that's on the chat today. You ran away on me. What happened? Um, you know, so everybody knows I'm having computer issues right now, and it's just getting <laughs> worse and worse. Um, but my little notebook I was using, I destroyed that in the yeah. two months that I haven't had a computer. You know, it's still a four gig notebook. It's not meant to be streaming and and video editing and everything. It's I just I destroyed it, um, so it no longer works. So I'm actually <laughs> using my girlfriend's iPod. Um, wow. So like right now I can't see the chat. 
So I actually, I have to switch screen. I'm using my phone. So I did switch screens and everything. I'll whatever BS to go to the chat. And then I hit the X out button instead of the go back button for the chat. So it's like, I got my two choices. I can either read the chat or look at your beautiful face. So it's kind of, you know, a catch 22 on, on what to do. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe sometimes the chat is better. That's why I got my, I haven't shaved. I got my cap on. So maybe the chat is better. If not, I'll keep you up to date on the chat and you get to see my beautiful face which i'll agree with you it is it is a little bit beautiful <laughs> but uh um, yeah so but she's she's doing she's doing family genealogy stuff using her uh, ipad for it now so i was like well i guess i don't get to use it she's like i'll stop I said, no don't stop for, for me <laughs> you know i said i just can't see the chat but i can if i can get it right i can go like this and go like that and then that should do it and then let's see if this doesn't kick me out here all right i know what to do now i got it all already got it all right, a yeah. little bit of um, troubleshooting on live TV, but well, that's fine. Um, come on, Mr. Rest. We haven't gotten to the what if yet. So what if Anakin loves sand? It would be a totally different movie. Maybe that would have worked on Patton a little bit better and they didn't have to hide their love and then just live peacefully on Tatooine and not worry about Naboo. But we'll get to all yeah. that kind of versus what if a little bit later. Uh, so, Michael, you were mentioning at the beginning, we talked that you had a bunch of different shows that you do on your YouTube channel. Um, I sometimes get a little praise when people tell me, hey, it's a lot of work to do this on your own and you're doing a great job. And I, of course, love hearing something like that. But I do one show once a week. You've got how many? You have Back That Tank, um, Septic Tank, um, Holocron House. What else? Why do you do all these shows? Where do everything come up? How are you not exhausted every week after doing all those? And of course, they're not 30 minutes, they're two or three hours long. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, you know, like like I said, I started I started back up once I found StreamYard and I realized that I could just do it and click a button, have anybody on, and then, you know, like, so now the box of tank used to just be anybody come on and we talk about whatever. And the only problem I had with that is sometimes nobody would come on for the first 45 minutes or an hour so sure. I'd be just doing my own show where I wasn't ready to, or I'd be ready to do my own show, and everybody would want to come out. I'd, I'd have ten people, and I, back then you can only bring six on, or your, yourself and five other people. There'd be people waiting yeah. to get on. Um, so I switched switched up the format. Now I have a featured guest each week, and you figure that's like, and I don't call it an interview because I talk too much to actually do an interview. Um, I don't so know. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Uh, it's just me doing a live chat. Um, you know, with, with whoever's on. And then after their, like, you know, inter interview, whatever you want to call it, is mm -hmm. done and they, and they leave, then I do my, then anybody else can come on and talk about whatever, or, you know, I have merch that I open and um, black, I collect black series and I collect um, books. And then sometimes there's other, some Star Wars merchandise that might fall in the, into there that I bring on. Um, but then I have the septic tank, which is kind of like the same. The septic tank is kind of like the same thing, um, except it's just the free for all. Anybody that wants to come on can come on, and it doesn't have to just be Star Wars. We can talk about whatever. If you want to talk about your neighbor that's bothering you, or just you know um, Marvel, or you know just kind of whatever it is. And you know it says right in the title, it's, it's not safe for work. Mom, please don't watch because sometimes <laughs> it's, it's, it gets a little crazy. Or it's a Saturday night, so some of our friends have been uh, having some libations. Um, yeah, you know, so it gets a little, get a little, gets a little bit nutty. Those are the my ones that usually get demonetized. 
Because <laughs> people are dropping F-bombs in them. Or, I mean, it's usually me. But, um, you I'll know. try to keep it PG-13 today. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll do my best. <laughs> it's okay. I don't get any money right now. Mine are not monetized, so that part doesn't matter. Um, so how did you get into Star Wars? I know you've been doing this for a while. Everyone out here knows you. But how did you get into this crazy world of not just Star Wars, YouTubing or podcasting, but what was it or when was it that you got invested in Star Wars? I mean, I was I was born in 78. So I was born into Star Wars. I have older an older brother. I have um, you know older cousins and family members and everything. And you know, it was just kind of you know before I could even walk, I was playing with action figures and and everything. And I might not have had the first wave that came out or the uh, the well, then it was just Star Wars, but have have those mm -hmm. ones or Empire Strikes Back. Um, but you know, I had cousins that had them, or my brother had them, and you know, so it was just always there. And then you know, there was the original trilogy. I never really got into the the books or the um, legends material because mm. I wasn't a big fan of reading. And same, same here. So some of the you know, it's like I I was one of those you know. I guess it's a catch twenty two. I missed out on some great stories, even though they're not canon. I missed out on some great stories, but I also you know there was a lot of garbage that. I missed because I didn't watch Chewie get crushed by a moon and Luke Skywalker marry his space shuttle or spaceship <laughs> or, you know, things like that. So, you know, like and going into it, like I can see now, you know, from someone that was never really into Legends, why when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they said, okay, this is where, you know, this is what's canon. This is, this was, isn't canon. And yeah. all the stuff in between that never really was canon because yeah. that's what people forget. It was, it was never canon. George Lucas let him call it Star Wars because he was getting a paycheck. And some of the things he, you know, some of the stories he actually approved of or said, hey, yeah, that's good. Why don't you do this or do that? Other ones he said, nope, you can't do that at all. Um, you know, then it got later on where he just didn't even care and just do whatever and let Luke marry a spaceship or whatever you want to do. And, you know, but those were, I mean, those were actually never canon. And, you know, it, it's good because you had so much, you know, 150 stories or whatever it is of just stuff that was mismatched didn't make sense it didn't build off there was no continuity like even the problems that people have with you know the sequel trilogy there's still you know a beginning and an end and you can see the transition in between um you might not like it or agree with it or you know that might not have been the story you wish was told but it's canon you just kind of got to deal with it there's nothing you can do except you know if you don't like it don't watch it try and pick something else yeah. but with the legends there was so much that didn't work and you have stories coming out about you know that they just didn't fit in a timeline at all and contradicted each other with people having kids not having kids and whatever mm -hmm. so you know disney and lucasfilm just said all right listen it's all in the garbage we call it legends you know you can like it if you want to if you like it no one's saying you can't yeah. like it no, no one's saying you can't love it you can't have you know, do a YouTube show about legends of material and talk every week about legend stories and do whatever you want to do. Um, it's just, it's not canon. It's not real Star Wars. And yeah. what, you know, what Lucasfilm is now doing is they're taking 
all this material and they're saying, well, this was a good story or in this part of the story, this is really good. Like a lot of the stuff we got in the Mandalorian comes from legends of material or has references to it. So what they're doing is they're saying, these were some good stories. We're going to take bits and pieces from here and there and, and film in and use them for our story. So, you know, if you were a legends fan, you can see some of that stuff being brought into um, the rise of Skywalker and the Mandalorian. And I'm sure a lot of the things we're going to be getting, a lot of the stories we're going to be told coming on is going to be, you know, have a lot of those influences in them. And they're just, it's not, you know, I'm not saying not real star Wars, but it's just not Canon. You know, like some people have problem problems with, with that, but it's just like, you know, Canon is like, it's like history. Mm -hmm. You know, you can look at your history and this is what happened and you have to accept it. Now you can look at different ways of interpreting what happened or why it happened, or somebody does a poll and wants to know if something belongs on pizza or not. And then the next day someone else does a poll, but says you have to choose either a, a pizza topping or star Wars. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody's going to choose star Wars and get rid of the pizza topping. So, you know, you can kind of try and figure out why things were done the way that they were done and interpret, yeah. you know, the I mean, different ways. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of ways you can go about it. Um, same thing for me growing up. I didn't do, do any of the legends or expand the universe stories for the same reasons. Cause at school they tell you, you gotta read, read, read. I don't want to then start reading on my free time. So I didn't get to any of those stories. So when Lucasfilm and Disney decided, okay, we're starting fresh from this point on, then I had a starting point. I didn't have to go back 20 years and get, go through stories like you mentioned that contradict themselves. And those stories are still there. If you want to go back and read Dark Plagueis, and that's one that I want to get into, all the throne novels, Chewie getting crushed by a moon, you can still get them. So I understand people getting upset. But yeah, they're using, they're pulling, and they said it from the beginning, they'll be pulling from those materials to continue canon, anything that they kind of like. And again, if you don't like what Disney's doing, then you can just have a YouTube episode about canon versus what if, and see if it's better. Uh, one thing I want to point out, Dale here says in the chat that they shut down these stories, though, Legends, what is, once it was announced, non-canon, they stopped writing Dark Horse, I guess in the Dark Horse comics, a lot of people were upset and won't know the end. I do understand that part. If you're invested in a story and it hasn't ended, you want to know where it ends. So I understand why that sucked for a lot of people. But in the bigger schemes of things of Star Wars in general, I think it's good to have that kind of stopping point. Everything else is legend. We can still refer back. You can still read it if you want. But moving forward, this is the new Star Wars canon. And hopefully it doesn't contradict each other. And then Star Wars, and I don't know, this is a conversation for another day. Why canon is so important in Star Wars when in no other media or big franchise out there, canon is so important and any little contradiction, people go nuts. Or there's a Lego game or a Lego TV show announced and people start going crazy. Is that canon? How can Ray meet? Come, take it easy. It's enjoy the stories that you want. If you don't like it, that's fine. Go to the next one. But it is what it is. There's a, a lot of Star Wars, like we always say, there's Star Wars for everyone. If there's something that comes out that you don't like, that's fine, move on. If you just like the originals, stay with the originals, or uh, sequels, prequels, there's enough for everyone out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, this whole topic is, you know, 20 different topics all in one. And But I think, like, the reason that canon is so important is because 
you have so much other, you have the legends and so many legend stories yeah. where if you take Harry Potter, you have Harry Potter and you know, whether, you know, you have the eight Harry Potter stories and that's like Harry Potter canon. You know, you don't have somebody else writing stories in between there trying to pass them off as Star Wars or, yeah. you know, and then the same with like Lord of the Rings or, or things like that. You know, you have, you know, already a set or one person doing it or a group of people doing it where Star Wars has been going on for 40 years. You had a break in between the breaks. You had things, um, you know, you have people that are writing fan fiction. If you want to write fan fiction, go ahead and write it. It's great. Um, you know, I have friends that have written fan fiction and it's been amazing. I have friends that have written fan fiction and it's been terrible. Um, you know, and I mean, it's just, but if that's what you like doing, you know, I mean, I like sitting here talking to people about Star Wars. I'm not making money off of it. I'm not going to make a living off of it, but I enjoy doing it, you know, um, but I'm not a professional Star Wars person. I'm not pretending to be a professional, you know, Lucasfilm employee or, or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm a YouTuber. I'm a content creator. I'm not a Disney or a Lucasfilm Star Wars content creator. There's, you know, there's a big difference in it. And yeah. people just have to, you know, people just have to realize that, that, you know, it doesn't take anything away from me to call me a YouTuber. Okay. I'm a YouTuber. I talk about, Star Wars YouTube, but I wish I worked for Lucasfilm and was in a story group, but I'm not. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I wish I worked for Lucasfilm or Disney or officially with them with YouTube, you know, podcasting or whatever. Uh, Anthony adds, yeah, like Michael was saying, it's fan fiction. And like you say, it's not bad. Fan fiction, a lot of people, a lot of good writers get their story that way. And if it just builds up, a lot of people do like all the fan made movies that show up on YouTube. They get a lot about, so it's nothing wrong about it. And look who made it to the chat. He's alive. He didn't crash. He's Cam Ray. He just got home. Thanks for joining us, Cam. And don't worry, we'll get to your what if in a minute. And you also have a question that you submitted. We'll see how that one goes at the end. All right, so moving a little bit away from canon versus legends, um, talking about Star Wars in general, what's your favorite scene in Star Wars? Or when you think about Star Wars, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Scene, uh, scene in the movies or TV shows. See, that gets into the, one of the, the same things as what's your favorite movie? And, yeah. you know, it's like it just depends on I think it's more like things that happen in life. I can equate to things that happen in Star Wars or mm -hmm. a song. Um, you know, like if you want to talk about my like my favorite character, my favorite character is Chewbacca. Um, it's always been Chewbacca ever since I can remember. Um, you know, so like when I think of Star Wars, I think of it's it's just weird. Like when I think of Star Wars, I think of the original trilogy because that's what I grew up with, mm -hmm. and we had the movies taped off of HBO on cassettes and I would watch them over and over and over again, um, you know? And then when, like I, I, I equate to then when the prequels came out, I was still into star Wars, you know, like I was, I was getting, I was at that age, the late teens, early twenties where your family doesn't really know what to buy you for gifts. So I get something star Wars didn't matter what it was, yeah. a star Wars clock or um, you know, whatever it was. Cause there wasn't really a lot of star Wars stuff coming out then. I mean, there was, but whatever, I mean, you, yeah, th th there always has been, but yeah, you know, for, for my narrative, um, it really hasn't been, but you know, it was always a, a star Wars, and I wasn't into legend. So 
Yeah, you get a little Star Wars flashlight that someone just gives you one day for some reason. It's cool, but I've never really used it as a flashlight for more than 10 inches away. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's just, it's, um, you know, it's like I, I was kind of on the, uh, um, like when the prequels came out, I wasn't really, I was on like the Quimmin boss path in my life. I didn't really care about things like that. I cared about going out and partying and having friends and, you I'm know, <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to keep it PG for it here, so you know, <laughs> something we can talk about it more. But you know, it was just, it was, I was, you know, I was, I was just out partying, doing my thing, and you know, Star Wars was always there, but it was never really, you know, in the forefront because I had other things on my mind and taking care of those. And um, you know, the prequels came out, and I would go see them a couple times in the theater, and they'd be on TV, and I'd watch them. Um, I started getting some. Uh, of the um, like visual dictionaries then that were coming out. Um, but, you know, it, it's like, and then it was the same thing after the prequels were over, Star Wars was over. I never got into any more of the comics or yeah. the legends that were coming out. It was just, okay, now I have six movies to watch. Then the Clone Wars came out. I was never really into the Clone Wars when it came out just because I didn't have uh, whatever it came, whatever it was on when it came out, I didn't have um, Cartoon yeah, Network. Or, Network, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't have Cartoon Network, and you know, I was just kind of watched a couple episodes, and I was like, okay, this isn't really for me. Um, so it wasn't until like afterwards that, like when Rebels was out, that I got into Clone wow. Wars, um, and then you know, when the the new um, prequel or the sequel trilogy came out, I got back into Star Wars a little bit more, and then it was really when um, probably like around the time of Solo or The Last Jedi, I, I really got back into it, watched a lot more YouTube and, you know, get into it that way. And, you know, I never really knew that there was like the whole Star Wars Twitter and YouTube, you know, Star Wars and just everything that, that went out with it. You know, that I found around the, the time of Solo. And that's when I started up my whole channel. And everything but i think i i think i told that story twice because um already but uh yeah. sometimes i talk about just tell me to shut up dude that's fine um well, yeah. we gotta keep it going get those people in the chat see if we can do that giveaway later yeah uh, we get 30, we get 30 people in here man we yeah. get 30 people in here i'll i'll lift up the uh the secret vault chest and yeah. see what happens. So. so what is it or what was it about Chewbacca that drew you to him and why is he still your favorite character? I don't know, man. It's just Chewbacca, he's just he's like, you know, he's he's your best friend, he's your dog. Yeah. Um when you know it actually turns out that we're his pet, if 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 you want to look at it that way, because you know, he has he has three or four humans, you know, kind of like where if you're a, a human, you have three or four dogs in your life. Um, where Chewbacca has three or four humans in his life. Yeah, that's but, right. You know, I mean, I don't know. It, it was just, he was always that big, furry guy that, you know, he was kind of like a dog. I never had a dog as a kid growing up. And, um, you know, it, it was, he was just kind of, he was Chewbacca. He was the coolest one. He was, you know, he looked like a big, furry, stuffed animal. Um, <laughs> I, that's probably why I liked him at first because. Being so young, I didn't really understand what was going on in Star Wars. But here's this, you know, walking dog that I like. 
So, you know, it's like my other favorite Disney movie when I was growing up was um, Old Jeller and Pete's Dragon and, and oh. movies, um, you know, along like that. So it's like these these best friend animal kind of dragon things or, or whatever. So it, I don't know. It's just Chewbacca, man. How can he not be your best friend? I know. Chewbacca is one of the greatest. And I do... I do like that analogy of that we're his pets instead of the other way around. Um, what do you think Chewbacca and this in the Disney era? Do you, in my sense, I hopefully I don't get in trouble. I think he's used. He has been used better in the uh, sequel trilogy plus Solo. He's been has been given more time to shine that in the original trilogy and just a little bit in Revenge of the Sith. When you think about Chewbacca, does, do you think more of in this past, I guess, five, six years now, or go back to the original trilogy? I mean, that's a tough one because, like, he was, he's been used more, I mean, in Solo, obviously, because he was that big part of Solo. But, you know, he was just kind of like the sidekick in Star Wars when it came out because, you know, even though, George Lucas had a plan for to go on for more movies. He never thought he was going to get another movie out of sure. it. Um, you know, so that's why Star Wars itself is kind of self-contained and can, you know, it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And then it's like, well, no, now we're going to make the trilogy out of it. And, you know, which we weren't planning on doing. So, you know, it, it kind of changes a little bit more. And, you know, he's still the sidekick. He's not one of the main characters. You know, I mean, arguably, he's not the main three. So, you know, he's a side character. He's probably the most prominent side character um, from it. And then you get into the prequels, and there was really no place to have him. Um, yeah. You know, they, 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 in Revenge of the Sith, he was there just at the, at the end with Yoda. I mean, it's fine, but I don't know if he needed to be there. I mean, I'll, I'll take all the truth I can get, but, you know, I'm not going to, like, it was just kind of like a little nod to everybody to be like, hey, you know, Chewie was around then, so he kind of knows everything that's been happening, yeah. um, you know, to to a point, you know, whether or not he knows how advanced things are, kind of like, you know, you get into the, the what-ifs, I don't know if it's a what-if, but what <laughs> if R2-D2 would have told Luke about Obi-Wan, so that's a whole other, I don't know, I don't know what the what-ifs you got so far, so... I told everybody, I told people not to put them in the chat to DM you um, so yeah. that I didn't know. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm not really thinking um, about it and, and have it's kind of more on the fly to, to talk about. But yeah, we got a few. We got a few. And I see here Mr. Rez adding another one. We'll talk about it real quick. Uh, what if Ben Quadrinaro's power couplings didn't fail? He was he probably just crashed against the first, in the first turn, he'll probably crash. He wouldn't get too far anyway. Ben? Yeah, I mean, that was, um, so like, if you want to talk about like the what ifs for um, the Bajor Eve classic, and what if this would have one of this? I mean, it was the will of the Force that Anakin was going to win. Mm -hmm. So the you know, if you're taking the Force as like this all knowing figure or Force or you know whatever you want to call it. The force knew Anakin was going to win, and he could have been a contender. Mr. Rez is a contender. Mr. Rez is about to get banned from here. I'm actually on the show, so I can actually ban people now, Rez. Keep an eye out for that. I saw it. I saw it. See, Anthony has it. 
Anthony's saying, Mr. Reyes, that Toscan would have shot him down later, probably. Yeah, yeah you know, it's like the, I mean, so it, it's destiny that Anakin wins. He has to win because the Jedi need him to win so that they can get off the planet and he can be freed and his mother can get killed and he gets angry and joins the dark side. I mean, it's all, it's all connected in, in, the, in a big spider web as it goes off, but... Uh, yeah, that's you know. some of my issues with what ifs, and we'll get to it a little bit more, but when we're talking canon versus what if, and a lot of it that has to do with Anakin, like, it doesn't matter what if, he's the chosen one, he's destined to fall and then redeem himself. No, we can't change that, that's, no, that what if doesn't doesn't work. But people like them, yeah. so. And it doesn't, you know, the, the only thing that matters is that he was redeemed in the eyes of the force, mm -hmm. you know? Um, the force knew he was going to do it and, and it happened, um, you know, kind of like if something happens and, you know, depending on what, not to get a religious debate, but if, you know, if you're, if you're a serial killer, I mean, the way it goes, if you're a serial killer and you're Catholic and right before you die, you actually do in your heart, feel bad for everything you've done. You're not going to go to hell. You're going to go up in purgatory for millions of years because everything you did was so bad, but you'll eventually get to heaven. Um, you know, I mean, just kind of like along those lines. So it doesn't matter who in society thinks you're redeemed, just as long as you're actually redeemed what's in your heart. And that's kind of what happens with Vader when, you know, he's redeemed because, you know, that, that's, that's a whole other thing right here. But he saves Luke or did Luke save him? Um, you know, because if he would have let if he would have fought Luke even harder and. Vader would have died, then Luke would have taken Vader's spot, which you know would have not been the outcome that the Force wanted, but also he would have been able to be redeemed. And you know, that that's the whole question when or, or one of the questions that can be asked when Vader holds up his lightsaber to stop Luke from possibly striking down the Emperor and making and having his son go to the dark side, who was he saving? Was Vader yeah. actually saving his son or is Vader saving the emperor? Because if the emperor would have died, Vader would have then become the emperor. Luke would have become the second Sith and would be on the dark side and he would be lost forever. Who cares about the galaxy? Vader doesn't care about the galaxy. He cares about his son at the moment. So Vader actually saved his son and he didn't save um, the emperor. Yeah, that's something that I hadn't thought about before. All the years I've been watching the movie, and someone said it not too far, not too long ago. Maybe it was you or someone else. But that's something to really think about because we are, yeah, he's just saving the Emperor because that's his master. No, did Vader at that point, because we we know he's conflicted. Right before he takes Luke to the Emperor, he's saying, No, I'm too far gone. That's I can't come back. And that life is gonna not Anakin Skywalker. But he he's trying. So that part, I think he is, if you start thinking about now that the prequels, Clone Wars, everything else, you start putting all those together, he might have really just been saving Luke to go down that dark, dark path. Uh, so real quick before we, go ahead. A lot of people are saying, oh, this is retconning and, and this and that. It's like, really, if you look at retconning, it's not. It's filling in and giving you more information. And yeah. we didn't know about what happened between episode four and episode five and episode five and episode six. So you get a cartoon or you get a book or you get a comic book or whatever it is. 
and it tells you what happened in between. People are like, well, that's not how I think it happened. That's not how it should have happened. Well, it doesn't matter what you think because okay. it's not canon. The way you think isn't canon, so it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, you cannot like it, but you can't say I don't agree with it. It's not my canon. It's like the people that say that's not my Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Well, no, it is still your Luke Skywalker. You just don't like the direction it went. But let's wait and see. Oh, they come out with more stories to explain why what happened. And you know, the same thing with the the Vader comics now. And this is kind of a spoiler. So if anybody doesn't want to know about this, um, even though it's been out for a while, even though it's been out for a while, um, you know, Vader, the one, the one scene in the comic, he goes and he sees Padme. Well, it turns out it's not Padme. It's one of the handmaidens because yeah. they look the exact same when Vader sees her, however many years later, they still look the same. Um, you know, and then you see him trying to find out and then him finding out that there were children and, and things like that. And it's not retconning it. It's giving you more story for characters that we like. And, and if you don't like them, then don't read the story or read the comic. You know, if you have, if you have a problem with finding out that Vader was, you know, still having feelings as Anakin, and that was part of his turmoil and that's what the emperor was using against him because he still knew he had these Anakin feelings, you know, of love that were never really gone. That's what he was using to fuel his hatred. So, I mean, it just okay. makes more sense to give us more information. Yeah. And also even in the Lord of the Sith novel, again, spoilers, and not really a spoiler, but... It's been out for five years. It's not yeah, a spoiler. The emperor can feel Vader's thought when he's trying to Maybe I can kill the Emperor right here in this planet that we just crashed in. His feelings about, still think about Pan-Man, Anakin. The Emperor knew them, he sensed them and used them all against him. So it all fits. You just gotta make it. If you don't like it, then that's fine. But don't say, oh, they ruined Star Wars. It's not for you. Keep watching what you like, reading what you like, and that's fine. All right, we've been going for almost 40 minutes and we haven't gotten to our new sex segment. So let's take a quick break and let's, not a break, let's just, you know how it works. If you guys are ready, I'm no one ready. Let's talk Star Wars. Star Wars news. So Star Wars news. So what's going out there in the world of Star Wars news? There's a few things, uh, not a lot, but still a couple of nuggets, I guess, came out this past week. And let's start again. This is rumors, but from good sources. So the first one is coming from Deadline, I believe, saying that actress Adria Arjona has signed on or is really close to signing on to the Cassian Andor TV series with Diego Luna and the whole cast over there. Adria is better known for her <clears throat> Pacific Rim Uprising, the second Pacific Rim movie. She's also slated to co-star with Jared Leto in the Morbius movie coming out next year or sometime soon. But yeah, more casting news for the Cassian TV series. I'm all about this. What did you think when you hear, heard this news? Are you on board with it? What's your What are your thoughts? I mean, honestly, my first thought was she's really hot. So of <laughs> course that's gonna be a good thing. Um, I'm not really too familiar with her work. Like, I saw Pacific Rim, but I don't remember her yeah. being in it. Um, There's some other shows that people have talked about that she was in that I'm going to go and watch now just to, to see. But it's like I brought up on my show when I had um, Blue Bantha Milk on there this past week. I said, here's something for you. Now, they're, they're bringing in this really beautiful girl. Do you think that they're, you know, she's being cast 
and this is just completely hypothetical. I'm not saying either way. Do you think sure. she's being cast because she's a pretty girl, or do you think she's being cast because of you know her her acting ability, or it's kind of good, or you know she fits what they want, and they kind of you know. And I I, I guess when I said it, it kind of came out wrong because like some of your other Star Wars actors and actresses don't have traditional beauty. They're still sure. beautiful people. I think mm -hmm. they're beautiful. Um, you know, and, but like, they don't have the traditional beauty where, you know, people, you know what I'm saying? Like without me digging yeah. myself into a bigger hole for being <laughs> a jerk. You know, that was just kind of a question. It's like, if you have two people that have the equal acting abilities, like maybe they did. And they're like, well, we're going to pick this chick cause she's really hot. Or we're going to, you know, go with this other one because she fits more of what we think the, you know, whatever it is. Um, I, again, I did watch the Pacific Rim Uprising years ago when it came out. I don't remember too much about the movie, apart that John Boyega was in there. But she's starting a lot of things now, a lot of those Netflix, Netflix movies, I think, Six Underground that Michael Bay did. Um, I don't know if on Triple Frontier, maybe. Plus, now that she's going to be in Morbius with Jared Leto, which is a big, not a franchise, but a big property, uh, that moves me in the direction that her acting abilities are up there. Um, so far with Disney, in terms of the movies and the TV shows, I don't think they've missed the mark in hiring actors. I think all of them have been pretty good. So hopefully she crushed the addition if this report is true and then she can add more to it. Um, so I guess before we keep going, I guess Dale Erna, he's offended that you're offended. So everyone's offended. Uh, that's fine. That's Star Wars for everyone. <laughs> All right. Yeah, honestly, um, I mean, if you guys follow me on Twitter, I used to uh, offend a lot of people. Um, yeah. The only thing I've learned is I don't put LOL after my tweets. So <laughs> like, when I'm telling, like, when I'm tweeting about how much I hate Alberto, he I knows mean, I'm joking. Alberto knows I'm joking. Other people okay. know I'm joking. But people that don't know myself or Alberto or our relationship, they're like, guy, this, this Michael, he's a real jerk. <laughs> um, you know, but, yeah, because I don't put LOL afterwards. So that's basically what I need to work yeah. on. Um, As someone that I'm a manager at my job, so I have to deal with a lot of people, you know how many times I have to tell people it doesn't matter what you meant is how other people take it. So you might have been joking with this person, but the one walking behind you, he took a different, a totally different way. And now we're having this discussion. So yes, it's sometimes difficult, especially if it's just on Twitter or a text, you don't know the intentions behind it. Yeah. So it does get people in trouble, but let's circle back to this. Um, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to invest some time into a, uh, checking out her acting career and some things mm -hmm. she's been in because like i said i i saw pacific rim 2 i don't remember who she was in it um i saw the one netflix one she was in i don't remember who she was um which doesn't mean that she was good or bad i just don't remember you know who it was um yeah yeah well i'll, I'll do a i'll do a little investigating into it What's your, like Cam said, text is hard to read intonation. Yeah, it's off. Every day I have to deal with people texting and look. Eh. Anyway, that's that's totally different podcasting about. So in terms of Cassian in general, are you excited for the series? I'm extremely excited. I can't wait for this. Ken always my favorite character, but I think I'm more excited right now for the Cassian Andor series. Um, the casting of Adria Hona, which again is 
Hispanic descent with Diego Luna there? Are they gonna be brother sister? Can we be getting flashbacks or something when he was younger with his parents being part of the separatist planets? So I'm very excited for this show. What are your feelings in general? I mean, I'm excited for it. Give me, give me Star Wars. Give me any Star Wars. And, you know, they haven't made a Star Wars yet that I don't like. Um, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll throw it out there. The Rise of Skywalker. There's a lot of things I don't like about that movie. But I also know that, um, you know, they fire, they, they fire their director and they don't have enough time to, re, you know, get ready to redo the movie. Yeah. And you know, it needed to be a six hour movie or, you know, two, three hour movies and they do it in two hours and 20 minutes while well, you're missing three hours of stuff that needed, to, you yeah. know, information and things that need, need to be in the movie. And, you know, if they would have done it that way, then it would have been much better, but you get into the whole trilogy thing and then, well, it's not really a trilogy when part nine is two parts and yeah. whatever. So, you know, I mean, they, they I got to deal, they gave us what they, they gave us and, you know, I have to, find the parts I like in it. And, you know, there was like, I have no problem with Palpatine coming back. That's great that he came back. That doesn't take away from Anakin being the chosen one. It just means that at the time he defeated him. And then all of a sudden these, you know, wizards, these space wizards brought him back to life. And, you know, they couldn't keep a body strong enough for him, which brings in maybe more Baby Yoda stuff that we're going to find out that yeah. that's why they were looking for Baby Yoda because they needed somebody that could, you know, that was force sensitive that could keep stuff going. Um, yeah. You know, and it's just like there's, there's so many things that, that we right, right now, the way that things are going with the story group and they're building on each other and so many stories and so many things going on that, you know, it's all going to be intertwined where they took over and, and, um, September of uh, 2012 or October or whatever it was. But when they took over, you can look at some of like the art of books within, you know, that week that they took over, they had storyboards up with things that had already been planned out in months. So even though yeah. it wasn't official, you know, it had been going on for months, this, this takeover, this buyout, and they had people working on these stories and working on things so that once, you know, they hit, they hit the ground running, but they weren't ready for what they had. And that's why you have, you know, it would have been different too if you had one director for all three films or one writer for all three films yeah. or, you know, whatever, whatever it was. And you tied in the cartoons that you were already making into the movies and, and everything, which, you know what, it's already done. There's nothing we can do about it. Should things have been done differently? Yeah, but they're not paying me millions of dollars to make those choices. I can bitch about it, but it's not going to do anything. But yeah. I think moving forward, you're going to see a lot more continuity with, you know, especially the Mandalorian 2 coming up and a lot more tie-ins and people are talking about Ahsoka being in there. And, you know, I think Ahsoka and they're, they're saying, well, you're getting Rosario Dawson. You don't get a star like Rosario Dawson to come in there for, you know, one scene or for one episode. She's going to be in there all the time. No, dude, you get Rosario Dawson, this big name that comes in there for one scene or one episode. And that's it. You know why? Because you're Lucasfilm, you're Star Wars. <laughs> You can do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. Just like we might never see, you know, Ben Mendelsohn. He's been around for years. And, you know, one of Mendo's big breakout roles was being in Rogue One. Well, if we never get any more Mendo, we never get any more Mendo um, in there. And, 
you know that that's what that's what happens and you know like when when you're such a big franchise you can bring somebody in now for a cameo and bring them in for whatever so you know it's gonna be interesting to see with mando 2 what's gonna happen with ahsoka coming in and is she gonna be in a flashback we know all, we have all these characters we're supposed to know about we don't know if they're flashbacks or not mm-hmm. um and you know so you know, that's the whole, I mean, we're going to do a whole other show just on the Mandalorian rumors and what we have. And I got I some good ones. I, I got, I got a couple, I got, a, I got a good scenario that we'll, we'll get through some of the what ifs. All right. So um, let me say hi to Adam real quick from a certain point of view. They had their show a little earlier today. Another great show. I, I was there for the beginning. Couldn't finish it, but uh, thanks Adam for being here. Everyone from a certain point of view. Um, yeah. The, we could do a whole show about all the supposed supposedly casting for the Mandalorian season two, and that would be a good one. Um, I'm a little bit on the other side when it comes to bringing someone like Rosario Dawson just for a cameo. I think a cameo is fine. If then they're gonna go with another rumor of an Ahsoka live action show, then just bring her in, do a cameo, and then go with Rosario Dawson with the Ahsoka live action. If it's just a cameo, again, if that's what we get, then that's what we get, I'm fine with it. I think if they're just doing a cameo, then just bring Ashley Eckstein to it because it doesn't have to carry for a whole season. But we'll see. There's not that much longer that we have to wait. Hopefully the trailer comes out. The rumors, again, everything's rumor. It's in next week, I think, when the NBA, NBA playoffs begin August 21st or 22nd. So that's right around the corner. So maybe in a week or so, we'll be talking about the Mandalorian trailer. Um, I'm sure we're going to get something, maybe not Ahsoka, but something, Darksaber. There's going to be something that trailer is going to have us talking. So what yeah. about well, you guys in the, the – anything about the Casanando TV series that got you guys excited? Let us know. Yeah, go ahead, Michael. You know, like, like that's what you were saying in the beginning. You know, you were – trying to find out to do and you don't like making the videos and, and doing it you'd rather chat and that's what i i was trying i didn't know what i wanted i knew i wanted to do something i didn't know what i wanted to do and i had no experience and no knowledge and didn't know anything uh, except for star wars and i was like okay so i you know a scoop would come out and i tried to put out a video about the scoop and then <laughs> do another video on something and you know um like to be honest my my most viewed video i was laying in bed watching the Emmys or the Oscars or whatever the hell it was. And the Rise of Skywalker crew came out um, and I grabbed my phone and I recorded it. And <laughs> it was like two minutes or whatever. I put it up on YouTube. And at one point in time, it had like 80,000 views. Oh, wow. um, and YouTube took them away. And now it's at like 20,000 uh, for whatever, you know, like six months afterwards, they t- took them yeah. all away. And it's yeah. at like 20,000. But like, that's like, the biggest one I have. And it's just like, I didn't do, I didn't do anything. I was lazy and took my <laughs> phone out and recorded a TV and put it on there. And was just like, here you go. And maybe if I record this episode from my phone recording us, I'll get more views that way. My other big one was uh, Ben Shapiro talked about, he was just talking crap about star Wars. And oh, I was I like, you know, get into that. <laughs> It was, it was so like I did a video about how everything he was saying was wrong, um, and I think that's got like five or six thousand views. Um, but a lot of people did not like what that I was not on Ben Shapiro's side. Um, oh, wow. They were like, "Oh, he's smarter than you. He could be smarter than me. He I might know more than me and can destroy me in a debate." But when it comes to Star Wars, that's not yeah. going to happen because <laughs> he's an insult. 
Um, yeah. So our next episode of Star Wars politics, we'll talk about everyone trying to use Star Wars in their big political statements and usually do, do it the wrong way. But yeah, there's again, there's a lot to it. But Mandalorian season two trailer, hopefully coming out in a few weeks. I might do a live reaction to it. Also, I've never done that before. So again, just like you said, just trying new things, see what works, what people like, and that's it. All right. So our second news of the day, it's we made a little comment of it a little while earlier, and it's Lego Star Wars holiday special. And that's not what I want. There we go. Star Wars Holiday Special from Legos. A new game coming out. Did I write it down? Uh, no, I didn't. So it doesn't matter. It comes out soon. Um, so yes, let me just read real quick the press 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 release. Man, I can't even talk. It will take place after the Rise of Skywalker and follow Rey and Droid Pal BB-8 as they head off on a quest to gain a deeper knowledge of the Force but their visit to a mysterious Jedi temple sends them careening through time and space. Rey interacts with Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda, and other characters in some of the franchise's most beloved moments as they try to return in time for a life day, life day feast with their friends on Chewbacca's Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk. Star Wars Lego bringing back the holiday special. You're a big Chewbacca fan. What was your reaction to this? A lot of people are extremely excited about this. I mean, the, okay, it's cool. Go, Michael. What's your reaction about this? It's, it, it's, I'm happy. Give me more Star Wars. Yeah. Um, you know, this, this obviously isn't canon. You can't have Star Wars Legos being canon. Um, <laughs> Don't tell you know, people it, it, follows, it follows a lot of the canon tropes or canon stories, but whatever happens, in this game or you know if they decide to do whatever with it um you know like it's it's just a story then because yeah. it's you know made for kids and you know you're gonna get those people that are saying well disney and lucasfilm made it so it's canon and it's like well no it's not you know just kind of like when um i'll do a little name drop right here uh when i interview charles Lavelle, um because he does the be more like books and some of the other books like that. You know, he said it's great because he's writing canon, but like his How to Become a Jedi book, it's canon. Yeah. But if they decide to write a novel that makes, you know, his one or two sentences in there about in this kid's book or the, you know, the young reader book, you know, then that takes over it. But it's still, you know, to know the fact that he's getting to, to write these things and, you know, he still has to go through the story group and, and get it put in there. Um, you know, which the story group is still, I'm sure, involved with um, the Lego holiday special story or whatever they're calling it. But yeah. it's just not, you know, it, it's not going to really be anything that you can base. I, it, you know, it's a video game. It's, it's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, some some of the video games, like some of the video games are canon. But, you know, you also have to remember it goes movies. TV shows, books, comic books, yeah. games, you know, whatever else. Unless they say, no, this video game takes place, you know, and overrides this book. Well, then, you know, it's their it's their property. It's their IP. They can tell us what is and what isn't. So it doesn't really matter what you want or what you think. They, yeah. you know, it's not yours to, to do it with. All right. 
So Cam adds in the chat, I think it looks hilarious. Lego always deliver in his opinion, which I agree with you, Cam. Lego hasn't dropped the ball, uh, not just with Star Wars, Lego movie, Lego Batman. There's even a Jurassic World little 25 minutes Netflix special they have that my kids love. So I do appreciate that part. For me, I wasn't really into the holiday special too much. I know they made it canon. Again, we're going to canon a few years ago and everyone lost their mind. Yeah, finally, Chewie and his family, all that. I maybe watched it once. I haven't really rewatched it. So I think this is great for people that like Legos, like the holiday special. It's not for me, but again, I'm not gonna go against it. So yeah, it's awesome. We won't do what Adam says from a certain point of view, make it all canon and watch the world burn. We're close to it already. We don't need to add more fuel to the fire, but yeah, and Cam says it, all Star Wars. Oh, that's not it, sorry. All Star Wars is awesome to me. And yes, like we mentioned, and you mentioned, Michael, you haven't run into a Star Wars movie that you didn't like. But at the same time, we're realistic. If there's something that came up that we didn't like about that movie or that book, we'll say it. But in general, we'll talk about what we like. If we didn't like something, we'll say it and then just focus on the parts that we do do enjoy about it. It's like one of the things, too. Name, name the best Star Wars cartoon. Is it Rebels or is it Clone Wars? Those are only two. Well, there's three because no one ever puts Resistance in there. Resistance is, you know, it's, I mean, it's geared for a younger audience. You know, it's where Clone Wars and Rebels are still for, you know, for kids, but they're for 12-year-olds or 14-year-olds or 16-year-olds or, or you know, whatever it is. Or you grew up and you were 10 years old and you started watching Clone Wars and you're, you're 16, so some of the storylines are a little bit heavier mm -hmm. or whatever. You can kind of deal with it where, you know, Resistance was more for like eight-year-olds. So, yeah. you know, it's just kind of like you, you have to go in with the mindset of watching it. Just like if you go into the mindset of watching um, or the, the Lego Christmas special and all of a sudden, well, this is made for kids. Yeah. Like, why are you upset, dude? Like, you yeah. can't figure it out yourself. Don't you know anything? Man, and even Clone Wars, it started as a, more of a ch children kiddie show. Everyone says those first three seasons are hard to get through because they weren't made for us. But the people that started watching them when they were younger, they grew up with these stories for six years. By the time it reached season four, five, six, and now with the with the last one, everyone that grew up with that series grew up, and the story grew up with them. Rebels started at a point so close to A New Hope that it had to be for that 14 to 16-year-old, more or less, resistant, even from the... It's in Disney XD. Don't expect anything, anything more. From the first trailer, you knew it was geared to a younger a younger generation that's fine i watched it i enjoyed some of it because i knew it was for children so some of the gags uh cast falling down in every episode i get it that demographic loved it and i liked it because i knew it wasn't for me it was for them i enjoyed it that way so let's move on to our final news story and this is one that really excites me because we've talked about this a little bit before and it's the final book in the Alexander Freed trilogy, Alphabet Squadron, Victory's Prize. So there we have our boy, all grown up, Will Lark. So this was revealed yesterday, I think. Um, we learned it's coming out next year, March 2nd, 2021. Man, early March, we're getting a lot of books. I think the High Republic books in January and February. And then the last book in the Alphabet Squadron trilogy is coming out. And you can see in the cover, you have the A-wing down there with Will, 
TIE Fighter Running Away. That's spoilers for anyone that hasn't read the second Alphabet Squadron book, but that's our old X-Wing pilot, Rika Quell. And then you have the Y-Wing with Nas and Chasna Chadix B-Wing and then Kairos on her U-Wing. So very excited for this book. When I did my review of Shadowfall, I did mention I prefer the, face, the first one a little bit more. Michael, on the other end, you prefer Shadowfall to Alphabet Squadron. When you heard this news, are you excited for the final book in Alexander Free's trilogy? It's just a few months away. I, yeah, it was. it's weird because you know it's coming. So it's not like they said surprise. It's not like after, you know, in June of next year, they say, oh, by the way, there's going to be part four that we weren't expecting. So like, you know, it's coming. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice to get the cover. And um, there's probably going to have to be a little bit of a time jump with just the way that the cover looks. Or then again, yeah. it could just be, it's, you know, it's concept art for a cover. It might not be like that. So people, you know, some people are really happy. Yay, there's a time jump. Other people are, oh, well, they're going to skip over so much of the story. It's like, well, you know, just deal with it, man. You know, that that's like, that's kind of like what my whole thing comes down to, you know, that I'm not trying to be mean to people that don't like it, but just deal with it. And, you know, don't read the book if you don't want to have a time jumper or, or do whatever. But yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy for it. It's going to be interesting. The, uh, the first book the, when I read it, I didn't really like it. Um, it was, I mean, it was okay. It was it was a Star Wars book, so it was good. Yeah. But it was just, I think the problem with it was, or, you know, the issue I had with it, I shouldn't say a problem, is there were so many new characters being introduced. Yeah. That, like, honestly, this might sound juvenile, but, like, give me a character list with it. Since it's all new characters, we don't know. And you're introducing 40 characters into the story that I need to know. And five of them I need to know a lot about. The rest of them I don't need to know that much about. Um, you know, just they so I can the same thing for, for the new Throne book, which just the names are so complicated. I think they have a character list, a planet list, so, and then describing all the different casts in the in the cheese hierarchy. They're describing everything, so you don't have to figure out who's who, and that's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I've kind of stayed away from, uh, we got the the Thrawn um, excerpt already. I, I didn't read any of that because I'm already buying the book. You know, I'm already buying the book. I already have it pre-ordered. Um, I don't think it's coming from Del Rey, so that won't be a freebie for me. Um, but, you know, I'm going to buy it. I need some freebies from Del Rey to send me. You got to wear stupid hats like this and have dogs take over your show sometimes. Hey. And like, oh, God. Next um, week. Just come next week. I'll have both my dogs and a silly hat. I'll have those. So. Um, but, yeah, so it's like, um, you know, I'm going to get it on Audible. Um, you know, I'm going to get – I might get the hard copy. I don't know. depends on how it is. And, you know, so I'm already sold on. So it's like I don't need to know anything about it. I'm kind of staying away. Let it all be brand new or as close as it can be when – well, that was my idea. I don't know if you heard that, Camry. That was my idea that I had, <laughs> and Disney probably stole it from me. Yeah, um, you them so I'm always, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, how much? I, I need to find a lawyer. Anybody? Any lawyers out there can help me sue uh, Disney? I just want half of everything. Um, it's a good chunk. Uh, so yeah, for me, I did enjoy the first book 
um, better than the second book. I did have that issue at the beginning because this is a story that I know that setting, right? It's right after Revenge of the Jedi. I mean, Return of the Jedi, there's mention of the Battle of Yavin, Death Star. So it's a known setting, but with characters that are brand new, you have no attachment to them. But since it's you getting to know those characters, it did work for me a lot better. I did like the mission. The second one, like you said, when I think I was on your show, we were talking about it. That second one is the second act of a movie where they're separated. It's no more character builder because you already know the players and it's more of a, how can they get away from the situation that they got themselves into? I wanted a little bit more of that character setup, but we've already gotten that. So now with the third one is the conclusion that hopefully melts everything together. And with the ending to Shadows Fall being the cliffhanger, I think it's gonna be a great book. And yeah, it's just, it's not a surprise that it's coming out, but it was a good surprise to just get it out of the blue yesterday because I wasn't expecting. So that was a good surprise at least. Yeah, give us a little bit of information since we've been kind of having a, a dry spell. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's where it, it's going to be kind of weird to see, you know, what were they going to give us at Celebration and yeah. what were we supposed to have? And, you know, I, I'm one of these people that I think sometimes when, you know, I'm not saying that people that are known as leakers are shills. I'm not saying that at all because a lot of leakers, Disney and Lucasfilm hate them. Um, but I think that sometimes, you know, and not just Disney Lucasfilm, but all, you know, production companies or movie studios or, you know, whatever it is, leak a little bit of information here and there just to keep things fresh and keep people enticed and want you to know what's going on. Um, but, you know, so it's like some of the things that might come out or, you know, they might give a story to an actual, um, you know, reporter or a group or a magazine or, or something like that. Um, you know, not necessarily leakers, but, you know, just what, what we're getting right now and what we would have gotten at Celebration and what we're not going to get until later on that, you know, because they're going to also have a Celebration that weren't, isn't going to happen for a year or two or this is what we have in the plans. And then, you know, we know that we got the the movies moved back to 23, 25, and 27. And th there's actually people that were surprised by that. Like, dude, That's... you can't film a movie. How are you supposed to have a movie come out? And, so the people are, and the people that are crying about the movie being pushed back a year are the ones that are crying about how much they hate what, what Disney ruining Star Wars because yeah. they didn't think it out. They didn't have it planned out. It was too rushed. But now they're trying not to rush it, so you're upset with them. It's, you know, I mean, we're halfway halfway through 2020, and there's been no news on that 2022 movie. So it was no way they were gonna hit that that mark of December 2022. So it just makes sense. Even with before the pandemic, there's no news on it, so it wasn't gonna hit. And yeah, just push it back, get enough time to get the story straight. And yeah, I have no issues with it being pushed back. Um, so I think that's it for some of the news that came out this week. Nothing really major, just have a little bit of tidbits out there. So if you're ready, we can get into our main topic today. Are you ready or anything else you want to talk about, either Alphabet Squadron or anything, any news topic before we move on? What if we never got specialized versions of the movies? If we never got them? Yeah. I, no, that's just... That, um, I have Return of the Jedi playing in the background. I always, okay. I usually always have a movie playing. Um, just you know, something to keep your my eye or, or whatever. Um, and 
right now it's this it's uh java's palace i just started i started halfway through us talking because i had something else on um and it's the java's palace scene so it's like so many things um what, what, what are you saying First off, so quick shout out to Charles Wesker, I think first time here. So he said, man, Alberto and Michael are very well coordinated clothing wise. Clothing -wise. I'm jealous of such skills. So I have my green shirt with my black and green Boba Fett hat. You have your yellow, can't tell from here, but cool yellow shirt with your tan hat. So we're- You don't know what shirt, give me the camera, put the camera on me so I everybody can see my shirt. We're gonna talk about All right, so. Here we go. We got the. This is the shirt from Star Wars Celebration. Um, this is the remake of the Lando shirt. Trying to get a good picture on it. This is the shirt that Lando wears in Solo. Um, so oh, yeah. I am back. Yeah, now yeah. I see it. So, yeah, cool shirt. I want a Lando. And then, here we go. And I have a what if this was not intentional either. I'm taking your show over again. I know I do this. I see it. Here's a what if for you. This was completely unintentional too. Um, I just uh, happened to grab this t-shirt. But what if Kia D Monday and Super Mario had a baby? <laughs> I, okay, before we go, before we answer, so let's oh Super Kiali 3. I wish our people in the, that's going to listen to this on the podcast. You got to come to the live show. You wouldn't be able to see this on the podcast. Poor Kiali Mundias Mario with the raccoon tail or whatever. <sighs> yeah. That's, oh, this is nice. From Adam, from a certain point of view. Star Wars in this style of whose line is it anyway? That's a good what if. So, yeah, we got to do that one day. Just a full show of just weird Star Wars scenarios with different characters. It'll be a good one. Adam, I'll bring you on if we do that at some point. All right, so let's officially move to it. Our what if. So we put this out on the on Twitter. There was a Twitter poll, I think, Tuesday. A few options of what to talk in this show. We didn't have anything planned because with Michael here, it's we'll, we'll just mention Star Wars and we can go for three hours. But you guys know me. I like to have a little bit structured, have a little idea. And Michael said, I just put a poll out there and see what the people want to do. I made the mistake of putting what if. I did put canon versus what if. I had the voice of Noah from the geese right back on my shoulder because every time I talked to him, he's what if, Star Wars what if. That's what he wants. So he was very happy when this came up. And unfortunately for me, what if won. So here we are. We're going to talk a little bit Star Wars what if. And we'll try to... I don't know if, I mean, we'll talk about some of the what if scenarios, then see if, compare those versus what actually happened in canon and see what we like best. And like I mentioned, I don't know, I don't think I mentioned it. My thing with what if stories, especially with Star Wars canon being this big deal, what the reason that I doubt is ever going to be a Star Wars what if, if it's what if the people like that what if story better than the actual canon then everything goes out the window. People are going to say, oh, this is my canon. It's not just head canon now. My canon is the what if that really doesn't matter, but I like that better to what is actually canon. So that's why I try to stay away from it. But not today. Today we'll get into what if stories. And before we do, I see Michael brought back 
Delilah. We're gonna have a little chat with her. She's bored already. Her poor dog is yawning to my spiel about what ifs. Yeah, um, I'm in charge here. So uh, let's talk about what if. That's all I got. <laughs> all, right. all right, so that's good enough. So we need so to the people, ask the people what they want. After we ask the people what they wanted, they said, what if I put it back on them to give us a few what if scenarios? And they gave me a few. I get a few that I started writing down, but then I saw I got about uh, get about four or five from our listeners or viewers. And we'll see how it goes and if we add a few more. But the first one comes from Lauren at Seath Happens 8. And let me just put this up, maybe. There we go. And she writes, what if Ahsoka had told the council about what Maul said concerning Anakin? Would it really have made a difference at that point or were the events already too fast in motion? It, it, it's kept me up some nights. So this goes back to a little that we just mentioned when we were starting, which was, sorry, I cut you off was Anakin already destined to fall anyways? So even if Ahsoka tells Yoda after Mace Window tells her, nah, this isn't for you, citizen, which I I like because she did say she was a citizen and Mace Window was being Mace Window. And then they leave Yoda basically as anything else you wanted to say, maybe a message for Anakin for Skywalker. And she says, no, I'll tell him when I see him. So if Ahsoka would have told Yoda, hey, Maul just said that the Emperor Palpatine is the Sith Lord and he's trying to turn Vader, all this stuff, would it have made a difference or were the events already in motion? That was, I, I think, when that scene happens, I don't know of anybody that didn't question, like, what if she would have said? Like, I think that was, you know, whether or not people really talked about it um almost i think everybody probably thought about it like yeah. that would have changed you know the history or what would have happened and i think with that um you know yoda yoda knew and something was going on but this is what was brought up I'll, well i'll get back to that but i think they would have either dismissed her mm -hmm. Um, but then again, you have, you know, they ha already had an idea um, that something was going on. So inevitably, I don't think it would have changed anything because how many how many Jedi would they have sent to get Palpatine then? I mean, they sent four people. They sent four Jedis. You know, you have members of the, the Jedi Council who should be your strongest or most prepared to fight him. And... You know, he just destroyed him. And, you know, he went and just killed him one, two, three. And he's like, okay, I got Mace Windu now. But I need to play with Mace Windu because I need to bring Anakin more onto that side because out of the dark side, Anakin's still troubled. He still knows that going to the dark side is wrong. But he has to do it because he has this choice to make. I can either save my family and the person I love by doing something horrible and bad, but they'll still be alive. Mm -hmm. um, you know, which is kind of like a moral dilemma, you know, that most of us, I don't think we'll ever have to face, but I think a lot of us, you know, whether or not 
we want to think about it, you know, have thought about like, what would I, what choice would I make? And we can rationalize the decisions that we're going to make. But when you actually have that happen, where, you know, you have to do something in the split second that, you know, it might kill you to save someone else. Like you, you're going to jump in front of a car to push someone out of the way. You know, mm-hmm. of course you're going to be like, oh, of course I'll do that. Or no, I wouldn't do that. But until it actually happens, you don't really know, you know, because I mean, you just don't know. I don't know how to, how, how else to really explain it. Um, yeah, those split second decisions are tough. Um, the way I see it, so at that point, if you go then to Revenge of the Sith, when the, I think that's when, I might be wrong, when then Mace Windu says, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi, or at that same time. So maybe if Ahsoka would have said something, then he could have gone, gone with Anakin to face the Emperor and tell them, hey, Obi-Wan is engaging Grievous and maybe confronting that way might have been a little bit different. Uh, maybe wait, call Yoda. Yoda said, oh, you guys have this on Kashyyyk. I'm heading back to Kurosan because I need to be there. And then you have Yoda, um, Windu, and Anakin confront the Emperor, maybe. But even if they do defeat him, I do think that Anakin's choice in terms of his destiny is made, and he's going to still find a way to save Padme. And this might lead him even through a darker path by himself, trying to find that way to keep those that you love from dying, I think he would have still fallen to the dark side trying to find how to save his wife. Because I still think he doesn't trust the council to ask for their help. Or we know Yoda already told him, train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. So if he tells us, hey, I secretly married Padme, she's pregnant, and I sense that she's going to die, help me save her, I think that the Jedi are going to say, it's the will of the force, you gotta let it happen. And that doesn't work for him. He's still gonna try to find a way to save her and still go down the dark side. And then I don't know how you bring him back because then the emperor and everything else that's not there anymore. So, so, well, it's so like it depends on which Jedi would have really she would have talked to. Mace Windu would have just blown her off, probably, because you know, Maul will say anything because he's being captured right now, so he'll say anything to get us going. Yoda would have been more and up to like maybe like talk to her about it or try and figure something out. But it was something interesting um, when I and I never really thought about before when I had uh, Lauren Romo from the Galactic Podcast on a couple weeks ago, no, and she said, that, she said that she thought you know like a lot of people think Yoda wasn't as good as we think he is, and he's supposed to be the best Jedi and. You know, he couldn't see this happening and the dark side clouded his vision or whatever. But her, what Lauren said was like, her idea is Yoda kind of knew this was going on, but couldn't pinpoint exactly what it was, but also knew that it's going to play out the way that the force wants it to play out. And he can do what he wants to, um, but it's not going to change anything because in the long run, it's going to happen no matter what. So, you know, if Yoda was to go do something um, to stop it at this moment. You know, eventually, whether or not it was right now in the now, but, you know, with Padme being, you know, here's your what if, if they do go and change it and Yoda decides that they need to kill um, Anakin and um, Palpatine or, you know, whatever it is, and they go and do it, well, you know, maybe then part of 
Anakin fulfilling the chosen one prophecy was just getting Padme pregnant and having a Skywalker son born. And mm -hmm. then Skywalker, when he grows up, finds out that as he was raised a Jedi, find out that the Jedi actually did kill his father. Um, and now he becomes, and now he's, now he's hell bent on destroying all the Jedi. So it's going to happen anyways. And then you're not going to have the balance brought to the force like needs to happen. Um, so it's like you get you know, Leia then on the light side and you have the brothers fight. So that's a that's a great that's a really great what if if then you have Luke turn to the dark side at that point after training his whole life as a Jedi, finally finding out that his dad was killed by the Jedi. It would have been a great a great what if. So yeah. All, all because all because Ahsoka tells them that Palpatine is the Sith Lord. So, so there you go. Yeah, we did a good job. We got we got one one if done, and we, we did a good job with it. Um, uh, which you guys in the chat? We should probably um, be one if champions now. Yeah, and uh, call, it a, call it a day. We got it. Thank you guys for joining. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that Yoda knew something about it because we do have a similar question coming up in a few from one of our fans in the chat that you appreciate. Um, I think the only one that might have been able to do something or believe Ahsoka straight out would have been Obi Wan because Dooku told him basically the same thing in Attack of the Clones. Oh, what did I tell? What if I told you that the Sith Lord controlled the center or something like that? And he didn't believe him. Hearing this from Ahsoka and Maul saying the same thing maybe puts those two and two together, but we'll see. All right, so our second what ifs, and I think we have two from this person. Yeah, it's from Monica the Scandal Jedi. And she asks, it's two questions. And She's at Mandalorian. What if when Padme died, the twins went to live with their dad, who recently got a new job with their uncle Sheev? So basically, they go with Vader and Palpatine. And then the second one will do it in a minute. So what if Padme dies, Vader knows that she had twins, takes the twins with them, and they grow up in the dark side of the Force instead of hidden away? So this is a strange one and would change Star Wars story completely. So kind of a little what we talked about, Luke going to the dark side later on. What so what what are your thoughts of Luke and Leia being raised under the Empire with Vader and Palpatine? Would even Palpatine allow that? So I don't know. Well, here's, all right, so I'm, I, this this is where I'm going with this one. Um you know, we find out about the rule of two and Plagueis and, and the rule of two and everything like that, even though Plagueis isn't canon, it never was canon because it came out. You know, if, if Plagueis would have came out a couple weeks or a month later, it would have been canon. Yeah. Um, but just the way it happens, it's not canon. It's a great book. I wish they would make it canon, but they haven't. And, you know, it's, it's recently come out that the rule of two isn't canon. Even though, you know, Plagueis is talked about, but we don't have the rule of two, really. Yoda talks about the rule of two, but maybe Palpatine changes that. And if you look at, he's raising Maul all this time and, you know, to be this, this Sith Lord. And Maul gets killed. And then you have Dooku you know, 
who he already had his hooks into and was kind of, you know, given information or, or, you know, whatever, kind of his training. And, like, you have Asajj Ventress with Dooku, who he's training so that they can overthrow Palpatine, but Palpatine already knows this, and once she gets too strong or to prove, you know, the loyalty, he says you got to kill her. That come, you know, that's from Clone Wars. Um, so you have, like, there's only two Sith, but you have all these extra people that can kind of take the place or that were training in the ways, but they're actually not Sith. So, like, if you look at it, Palpatine really never followed the rule of two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like what Cam is saying here on the chat, that Palpatine wanted a rule of one with a bunch of followers. It's kind of that's his whole plan. He just wants to be in power forever, and then just have people to help him stay in power. Yeah, I mean that, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm going with it. So even if the rule of two is canon, which we don't know if it is or not, because Yoda says it, but that doesn't mean that Yoda's knowledge of the rule of two, yeah. which you know then gets down to so. Did they always know there was still Sith out there, even though they haven't seen the Sith in thousands of years or whatever it is? Um, did, does Yoda think there's always been Sith out there and they have two of them, you know, doing the rule of two? That's why they don't know or can't feel them or can't follow them. Um, I mean, so it's just, you know, like th- this brings up a lot of questions then. And then if Palpatine decides that the rule of two got them where they had to be because they needed the rule of two, to kind of skate along until, you know, the prophecies can come true and they can do everything they want to. And we know that, you know, they, the Sith laid low and they realized we're not going to be able to defeat the Jedi fighting Mm -hmm. them. That's why they didn't come out and try and restart the Sith religion. And, you know, they just kind of, uh, laid low. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, so we're going to infiltrate businesses and politics and overtake that way um you know and so it's like and that's what they did they they overtook and they you know got their their hands into the banking and into politics and that's what everything you see happening in episode one you know the phantom menace you see this plan this phantom menace which is this sith plan you know whether you want to say that Palpatine or Sidious was the Phantom Menace or was the plan that was the Phantom Menace. Um, you know, this is like, this is, where, this, this is where it's fun because you have canon. You know what the canon is. This is what the story is. But then we can sit here and talk about the different ways of who is the, you know, who is the Phantom Menace? Is it the plan? Was the plan the Phantom Menace? Was it the Sith the Phantom Menace? Was mm-hmm. it the actual Sith that was the Phantom Menace? Um, you know, and that's where it just gets into, you know, the, the fun parts of being able to speculate off of what we know to be fact or, you know, what is now fact or, you know, at, at the moment. Yeah, um, there's a lot of the titles, not just in the movies, but also the Mandalorian. Those titles have a lot of different meanings. They can just be very literal or there's parts in the story that you can then take. No, no, what they're talking about is this one. Uh, Prisoner. And I know we're going a little bit away from the Mandalorian, that episode Prisoner. Oh, they go to free a prisoner, but is it Mando a prisoner of his prisoner of his past trying to break away to his new life? So it's, there's a lot of thoughts. Same with Phantom Menace, everything that you just mentioned. Um, so yeah, it's interesting if Vader takes the twins with them. 
Um, again, we know Palpatine, he probably raised them in the Empire, trying to get them more into the dark side. And as soon as he knows that Vader is no longer what he needs, that either Leia or Luke are more powerful in the Force, he'll chuck Vader out somehow. Um, but again, there's the balance. There has to be the balance on the Force. So one of them, I don't think Leia, Leia's the strongest one in terms mentally to then prepare herself to fight the dark side and go to the light side and then try to bring, bring the balance that way. But oh, yeah, I'm sure, that, I'm sure that everybody that's watching or going to be listening, um, I mean, if you guys know me, you know that I have a huge book collection. So I grabbed a bunch of my different books off the shelf, yeah. and Alberto was like, oh, I don't think we're going to need those. And I was like, well, what if a, a question comes up and, you know, Alberto and I can't agree, what's canon? I can grab, you know, I have a visual dictionary, I have um, a visual encyclopedia, I have everything you need to know, I have Jedi Secrets. You know, I have probably like 15 books that I just read. It's all, you know, they're, they're not novels or anything like that. It's all just, okay, let's look up and see who's, you know, not that it really matters who's right or wrong about the canon, but just to make yeah. sure, you know, we're on the same page, um, you know, which is kind of like where it would, it would be fun to, like, that's where it would be fun to have, a, like, for you and I to sit here and have a conversation about, you know, whether or not Palpatine believes in the rule of two and what we think and what we know. Um, and then actually me to go through, if I felt like editing and doing it, I'd rather just sit here and talk to you for an hour about it. Um, but then, you know, someone that likes to do videos and do editing and stuff like that, then make a video on, this is what we know about the timeline. And, you know, Maul was taken at this age and trained at this age. And that's when Dooku came in. And even though, you know, the Dooku, you know, was, was Palpatine influencing him when he was still a Jedi, and trying to do things that way, or you know, just whatever it has to be. Um, so, any any of you uh, videographers that want to do something like that, let me know. We'll, we'll chat. Yeah, we'll okay, a good one. Quick shout out to Peter Byers, JT Comley. How are you doing, Peter? Miss you last week. I know we did an early show last week, but welcome. Always great when you're here, Peter. Uh, came in at a perfect time talking about all the possible what ifs in Star Wars. On uh, the rule of Rule of two is a, is a difficult one because we've grown up knowing this or believing that the Sith had this rule of two, one to have power, the other to crave it. And this comes from legend. It was made canon in, in Phantom Menace, I guess, when Yoda says, oh, always two there are. But yeah, that's just the Jedi knowing what they know about the Sith that they really haven't encountered in thousands of years. Maybe we learn more during the High Republic books. But we know Papa, I mean, Count Dooku was looking for someone to help him take down Sidious. Um, uh, Savage Opress, Ventress, whoever. So they were all looking for someone. Palpatine was trying, oh, what? Maul is back. Is he stronger now? Your brother's stronger. Who do I need to take this down? Oh, Vader is the one. Let's use him to take down Dooku to fulfill the prophecy. So, and like, we were talking about before, Palpatine, he doesn't care about the rule of two, just myself, even going to the sequel trilogy, he just wants either Rey or Kylo Ben Solo to just take over their bodies to be able to keep ruling. He doesn't want them to rule by his side. Uh, he just wants to take over the bodies. So the rule of two is a big one. That's a big what if that I think if, you want, if you're Star Wars and Lucasfilm, and again, they can do whatever they want and it's just how they show it to all of us if they break from the offic official rule of two you'll have a bunch of those 
fanatics of the extended universe go completely nuts because it's what we've known for 20, 30 years. But that's what we're doing here with what ifs, breaking all the preconceptions we had about Star Wars. Rule of two, who who cares about it? Just the rule of one or maybe 20 Sith to take down the Jedi. Um, well, that's where the rule of two may have been true. And that's, you know, Yoda's talking about, I mean, the only place we don't know about it is from Yoda in uh, canon. You know, we know about yeah. it from, from Plagueis, but Plagueis isn't canon. So we know about it. Um, and Plagueis was written after the rule of two. We're, we're talking about it. So, you know, the rule of two may have been what was needed for those hundreds or thousands of however long. Um, somebody pull out an abacus and figure out the math for me. Maybe a real fireboy, he likes math. Um, and, you know, figure out how long it actually was. And the rule of two was needed for that time for them to get through. And the Sith kill another Sith and then take their power. And the Sith kill another Sith and take their power and they become them, which we find out now in The Rise of Skywalker is what happens when a Sith kills another Sith. They absorb their power and they, they get stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's still a whole other conversation to have on itself. And how does that work? And let's figure it out. But you know, I mean, I just keep going with these what ifs. I keep going off on these tangents because it just gets—it's craziness, man. It's yeah. crazy. Um, <laughs> it's crazy out there, like that shirt. And welcome to Eden Great. Thanks, Eden, for joining us. And she does want to know about Michael's Hawaiian shirt. Just missed it. We did talk about it. Uh, I think Charles Westcott brought it up, and it's not a Hawaiian shirt. It is actually Lando shirt from Solo. Is that right, Michael? Was that what you were saying when you kicked me out of my own show to show your shirt in all its gloriousness? Yeah, I, I, listen, I give the people what they want. They want to see <laughs> my clothing and my wardrobe, and they don't want to see your beautiful face for a few seconds. That's what they get. Right. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, this, is, this is Lando's shirt that he wears in um solo at the end of solo when they're on the planet and um han comes and steals the ship from him by cheating um <laughs> it's canon it's what happened what, what do you want me to say um, it is canon and like adam saying from a sorry point of view it can be lando shirt and a hawaiian shirt because lando's everywhere he was in kind of that hawaiian tropic feel in that that planet was kind of hawaiian but um, the only difference is Lando's shirt was long sleeve. This is short sleeve. Um, and this was a celebration exclusive that I was able to get. And that's another one of my claims to fame. Um, I was going around the floor and I was with my buddy Mike. I don't know if you know who he is. He's from Queens, New York. Um, we were walking the floor. Mike and from I'm, Queens. Um, uh, we're walking the floor and all of a sudden, all these people run to um, the shop part where they have all the exclusives because it was closed down. They opened it up and we just walked in. So there's people that waited there eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours to get in. We just walked right in. Boom, there you go. And I walked up, I grabbed this shirt and I grabbed some stuff. And I, you know, I wish I was thinking at the time, it was my first celebration. I would have grabbed a bunch of stuff because <laughs> you know people were paying top dollar for some stuff. Um, oh. Celebration I got into every panel. I was at every every one of the, the, the major panels. Um, you know, how I got into them doesn't really matter. We got our way. I was in every every one of the big panels, and I was even in the Galaxy's Edge um commercial panel, which we didn't really know about, um, that it was gonna be just a waste of time. Um, <laughs> but I got a t-shirt on there. 
people were walking out selling their t-shirts for a hundred dollars. Oh, wow. um, yeah. And all it is, is it says Coca-Cola and Arabish. Um, <laughs> but with yeah. that cover. Oh, I, I, still got mine. I got mine. I didn't sell that. You know, I'm not, that's the whole, like, I'm not a scalper. That's or like sell the stuff like that. I, uh, like if I go and I, I buy a collectible, whether it's black series or a Funko, cause I don't collect Funkos. I just have some, but like the Revan, I picked up a couple extra Revans because oh, you couldn't buy it online. Like I have four or five extra Revans right now. Um, I'm waiting to see if any of my friends want them or need them. And, you know, but they're selling for like 50, 70, $80 on eBay. Yeah. I've seen and, that. You know, I can go and throw them on eBay for $50 and, you know, have two, three hundred dollars in my pocket. No problem. But that's not my style. If I have a friend that wants says, hey, you know, I'll get you paid 12 bucks for it. I'll give you 20 ship it to me because that's the same thing. OK, there you go. You know, that makes me happy. Puts a couple of dollars. I mean, you know, I, I'm not doing it for, you know, to make money. But it, the reason I got it was because I had friends. So if anybody out there is looking for them, let me know and we can, yeah. you know, we can chat. And figure something out because I got some extra ones. I have, I have a whole second set of. I have my own set of four, and then I have a whole second set if somebody's looking for a whole complete set. Um, and then I have some extra revenues. So yeah, you know, might have to keep those DM opens. You might be getting. Um, I gotta make a quick stop and address this. I might ban my first person from the show. And come on, Adam, how are you gonna say just like pizza can be Hawaiian and the best pizza ever? No, sorry, Adam. I like you, but we're not going to get into this what if now, but oh, that's Hawaiian pizza. I don't, I didn't know Hawaiian pizza, Hawaiian pizza was so popular until I got into Star Wars Twitter, which is not what you think is going to happen, but it's, it's a big divide. It's even worse than Canon versus expanded universe. It's Hawaiian versus non-Hawaiian or pineapple, whatever. All right. So moving on to the second what if from our friend the Mandalorian, she goes on and says, what if Ben still lives and turns to, to the dark side, but the new set of younglings weren't slaughtered and Luke was able to train a new generation of Jedi. So Luke, I mean, Ben Solo still turns, goes with snow, becomes Kylo Ren, but doesn't destroy the Jedi temple. Luke still trains the, the younglings. And now you have Snoke and Kylo against Luke Skywalker and six or seven Jedi's. That's the what if. It's, it's a big one. I don't know if Kylo of Ben Solo turns to the dark side without destroying Luke's temple because that's the last straw to get him. It's Luke Skywalker having that fleeting moment of killing his nephew and that throws them over the edge. But let's play if Luke Skywalker and his Jedi Temple are still around and he still trains the Jedi. Does even Rey come into play? Because then is that force awakening needed? Because Luke's still there with a bunch of Jedi younglings. Does is it make it easier to find Rey? Does Rey doesn't come into play? What are your thoughts on this, Michael? So now does Luke go to kill um, Ben and Ben sees him and the same thing happens except the 
other students aren't killed when it collapses, or so that all, question, the students, uh, all the students are out on a field. All the students are out on a field trip. So when everything yeah. happens, and that you know, we don't, we still don't know what happened to all the students. Some of them were killed. Some of them got away. Some of them, whatever. I don't think we actually have a definitive answer on what happened to all of the students. That's why people were thinking they might be the Knights of Ren. Then we find out mm -hmm. later that they're not. The Knights of Ren aren't. You know, the Knights of Ren were already the Knights of Ren before this happened. Yeah. Um, so it's well, Ben Solo turns to the dark side. Nothing happens to the temple. Luke gets there one day. Ben Solo's gone. So now it's Kylo Ren with Snoke, and then Luke still has his temple and his younglings. And just that Ben Solo ran away and turned to the dark side. So, I mean, it's an interesting story. I think it changes everything that we were shown in the sequel trilogy. Um, I think the point for me is then I don't know what happens with Rey because her awakening it's with it is with Ben Solo turning to Kylo, but also there's no more Jedi. Luke Skywalker is gone, shut off from the Force. There's no students, so we need that balance. And then that dyad Rey rises in the Force in the light side as Kylo Ren is rising in the dark. So I don't know what happens with Rey. She even in play does she? Does Luke then go to find her? He doesn't shut himself off from the force, so he still now has to confront his nephew officially, not like what happened in Last Jedi. So can he face his, his nephew that just turned to the dark side? He couldn't do it with his father. Can he do it with his nephew? Will he still try to bring him back to the light? What are you thinking about? You're too close. I don't like this one. <laughs> because no, this makes a lot of crybabies happy that you know Luke didn't turn bad or whatever. Which you know, I mean, like just off the sidetrack, you know, and, and going at it, you know, like Luke going like Luke's a human being. We see him as a an idealistic, whiny little crybaby kid, and you know, the first hours. I mean, he is. I want to go get. I want to go hang out with my friends. Come on, Grandpa. Or you know, know, I um, and so it's like. You know, we see him like that, and then he, he's always, he's human, he's doubting himself, and even when he goes to train with Yoda, he's still doubting himself, and I can't do that, and, you know, he's he's completely human throughout all this, and even when we get into, you know, Jedi, when we get to Jedi now, he's like this calm, meditative, you know, talking to Jabba, you will do this, and he's not worried about anything happening, um, you know, and when he's talking to Leia about, you know, them being related, and oh, spoiler alert! Luke and Leia are brother and sister. I'm um, sorry. Come on, and, don't ruin it. Um, so it's like you know, it's it, it's like it makes sense that he's fallible and he's a human. And after all these things are happening, and it, it's just one defeat after another, and one defeat after another. You know, yeah, he saves his father, and he's, but now his father dies. So you know, his father's still, in the eyes of everybody else, a horrible person, even though he was redeemed, like we talked about earlier um so luke all right so to get back to it now luke is raising um this jedi temple that these people and kylo now goes off with snoke um you know it's going to change snoke is going to die now snoke's going to stay mm -hmm. alive because we can't reveal the emperor yet um so snoke's still alive but the whole Ray and Finn meeting each other, that whole scenario still happens. That has nothing to do with Luke. 
Um, you know, you, you, we, need to find, we need to find the catalyst. We need to find the catalyst. Like, we know that Palpatine or Sidious, whatever you want to call him, this whole time has been, you know, pulling the strings with Kylo and Snoke and what happens. And the same with Luke. And he's the reason, you know, he's getting inside Luke's head and giving Luke these visions of what's happening with his, you know, with his nephew. And he's the reason that Luke goes to kill his nephew. And, you know, Luke realizes at the last moment, oh, no, this isn't right, but it's too late. So we need to find the catalyst. What would be the catalyst for Kylo to then go fully to the dark side or, you know, what what we know of, of Ben turning into Kylo, I guess you would say. Um, so that's, and, uh, and then, I'll think about that one. But I think then, because the only reason that Kylo and the First Order are on Jakku when Paul Dameron's there is to find them after Luke Skywalker. If Luke Skywalker is not hiding in Acto, there's no reason for them to go find them. Finn doesn't run away and meet meets Rey in that scenario. So that, that, at least in my eyes, that doesn't happen at that point. Something else has to, because if they still have the Jedi Temple, Kylo knows where that is. So they, if they want to find Luke Skywalker, they should know where he is, because he's not hiding or shut off from the Force. What's the catalyst to turn Ben Solo to the dark side if it's not Luke trying to kill him for that microsecond? I don't know. That's... Uh, and he's been corrupt. I think then it's just the lies that the, his parents told him. They didn't tell him about Darth Vader being his grandfather. Han Solo tried his best at being a father, was in and out, going back to being a smuggler. Leia doing the politic thing, so he wasn't really having that familial connection. And then Snow in his ear, you have the darkness inside you. They were afraid to tell you. Maybe that kind of turns him a little bit, but it won't be as strong as, no, this, your mentor, your uncle tried to murder you. So, yeah, I don't know if he then turns to the dark side if that doesn't happen. But you can still get the story going with Luke staying good and, you know, or, or not turning off his uh, his force powers or whatever and, and hiding. You can do it where they now need to go find Ray, And... So, you know, everything's still happening at the same time. Um, but now Kylo's going to try and find this girl who he doesn't know who the girl is. Um, and Palpatine's not telling Snoke or, you know, whatever. whatever. Um, Snoke doesn't know who the girl is because he's just, you know, the, the floppy clone that, you know, <laughs> whatever. I mean, I'm going by with what we still have. Um, yeah. Just get rid of that, that part. Um, so he's going and trying to find this girl. And that's part of his mission. Yeah, Palpatine could say, here she is, go find her and bring her to me. But she needs to build up this, you know, in the force and and have it to where she can, you know, then go find Ben so or, or find Kylo. So they, they need to, you know, be opposite sides um, so that they can become one, you know. And, I mean, really, Kylo's just there to go find Rey as the substitute for Rey until Rey is strong enough for Palpatine to... You know, for her to kill Palpatine and Palpatine to, um, you know, her to become all the Sith. So I would think you could still do it quite easily. Um, you know, just just moving a couple things around yeah. and keeping keeping the rest of the story pretty much the the exact same. Um, all right, sounds good. Know, with, 
you know, but then that gives you a, you know, a what if, what's the final battle then? Who's, who's fighting who? And, you know, is it that Palpatine maybe isn't as his body isn't as degenerated. So he's a little bit stronger, but knows that he can't um, do, you know, isn't going to be able to sustain the entire time. So, but he's still strong enough where he then kills Luke somehow, or Luke, you know, mm-hmm. still has to, Luke still has to sacrifice himself to save Ray or save the resistance because that's Luke's story's arc or hero journey or however the, the circle is going to go. And, you know, you know, he does, he does the same, you know, Luke does the same thing that Obi-Wan does and star Wars or a new hope, whatever you want to call it. He gives his life to save his friends or the people because that's what has to happen. Um, you know, besides keeping the story going, but that's what has to happen for, you know, the, the Jedi or the good, the light to, to win. Um, and, you know, Luke does the same thing, but this way, instead of doing it from, you know, thousands of miles away, he's actually getting himself or, um, you know, allows himself to be killed by Palpatine so that they can get, they can get away and then they get away, but they have to come back again at some point in time. And right. That's when Ray has to fight Palpatine to kill, to kill him, to keep the story going, you know, however it would be. Yeah, it's a, it's a, again, another great maybe scenario. Uh, bye, Adam, from Southern Point of View. Thanks for stopping by. We'll, again, check his episode from today. He'll drop it tomorrow on the podcast. So thanks for stopping by. And thanks for Monica the Scoundrel Jedi for her question. I mean, her what hey. if. And now bye, we're, moving, we're moving to another what if scenario for someone that's in the chat. So it's going to be interesting to see how he responds to this. And it's our good friend. Cam Ray, at Cam Ray, who asks, it's a long one, but what if, you, and this again goes back to something we touched on a little bit, Mike, about Yoda knowing the plan, or so what if Yoda was secretly working with Dark Sidious in order to keep the other Jedi at bay while the Dark plans to take over the galaxy unfolded? Once Yoda discovered he's been duped by Sidious with Order 66, Yoda then fought and fled, or just evil Yoda in general. So we've talked, and you mentioned a little, how did Yoda didn't know that this was happening? It's happening right under his noses with the Dark Lord of the Sith right there. How couldn't he sense that this was going on? But what if he knew? What if he knew that Palpatine was this Dark Lord? He was there trying to keep the balance, but in the end, he was duped because... Palpatine still had this other plan of 466 and taking down all the Jedi, or just that Yoda was evil in general. So this is completely 180 of what we know about Yoda, this grand, wise Jedi master. But what if he was part of the plan to, the only way to keep the Jedi at bay is by helping the Sith and control the balance until he was then duped with Order 66 and killing all the Jedi. Okay, here here's probably the most important question about this because it comes from Cam Ray. Yeah. What if Cam Ray and Alberto weren't crybabies about pineapple on pizza? What would what would our what would our Twitter fandom be? It would be so boring. I need them. Them to be- no. Okay, so he's gone. All right, it's now just me, me and Cam talking. Michael has gone for some reason. So 
Great question, Cam. I think we should have you on one day. All right, let's bring him back. Oh, he's back. Oh, there we go. That's the one I want. I put pineapple on everything, you sons of bitches. <laughs> All right, so that's another what if for. We need to do a a foot one for Star Wars. <laughs> um, Cam says he's never cried about pizza, just a pineapple on it. But all right, so what if Yoda was somehow part of Palpatine's plan or the Sith plan? So any way what this if, could have happened? What if Yoda was actually the Sith Lord the entire time and Palpatine was just his puppet like Snoke was Palpatine's puppet? So that was all his plan the entire time. So he wasn't even... Yoda wasn't in, one, the one in charge the entire time. Uh, what if? I don't know. That's too. That's too complicated. I, I can't see Yoda being part of the helping the dark side in any way. But let's entertain the idea. What if he was complicit in the Jedi fall? Um, I don't know. Again, it's. A lot of people now are with everything we know now with Clone Wars. I think we talked a little bit about it. Everything that gets added to the story now gets people another version of it. And a lot of people do blame Yoda and the Jedi in general, but Yoda's being the grandmaster of failing the Jedi because they didn't realize what was going on. They, he didn't help Anakin in Revenge of the Sith when Anakin goes to him to, hey, I'm having these troubles, I'm having these visions of my loved ones dying. and. Yoda basically, oh, it happens. It's the will of the force. Was that intentional? Did he just say, no, this has to happen? Again, he knows the end is going to be the will of the force. It's going to be redeemed anyway. I love that sticker. That's a great sticker right there. Oh, um, <laughs> so, yeah, what if Yoda was part of it, part of the dark side and helping all this? Can, can you see Yoda doing this? I mean, I... I really can't. Um, I don't know how like Yoda would fit into it. Um, like, how how does Yoda fit into the plan on like he was involved in the downfall of the Jedi, and then what? He just goes away. Like everything's the same. He just goes away and hides. Um, no, I guess, no, it's that Yoda didn't know the final plan, I guess. He didn't know about Order 66, and Sidious wanted to kill all the Jedi. So that's why when he gets surprised, that's why he's been duped. But before the 66 happens, that Yoda is with Sidious, keeping the Jedi at bay. We know the Jedi now more laid back, too much into politics. They don't get involved. They're clouded like RFB said, clouded by the dark side. What if Yoda was part of keeping them clouded and oblivious to the rise of the dark side? And then, unfortunately, Sidious being the mastermind still went ahead with Order 66 behind Yoda's back. I think this could make an interesting story for someone to write fan fiction about. <laughs> but I can. Um, I just, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with the, the what if part because. So I do like Charles explanation to it or his reasoning. What if Yoda felt that the dark side rise was part of the long-term plan of the force and it needed to happen? So the only mm -hmm. way to bring actual balance was to let the dark side come up. 
he probably didn't want all the Jedi to die. That's when he kind of, oh, crap, this went too far. But maybe he did sense the only way to bring actual balance is to let the dark side rise so then we can match it again. Well, that, that's kind of what I was saying earlier um, before we got this question uh, that we got with the, the girls from the ladies from Galactic Pod, um, you know, brought up that what if, you know, Yoda saw these shatter points and knows that it's going to happen. He just doesn't know how. You know, he, he knows that all the Jedi are going to be destroyed. Um, it, you know, that Padme is going to die, but she's going to give birth to twins that are then going to go and save the galaxy somehow or whatever. But he doesn't know how. He just he just has to let it play out. So, you know, I think that's more of a feasible. I think that's a better nothing against Cam on this one, you know, but I think that's a more plausible what if uh, that Charles brought up then, okay. um, you know, what if he was part of it? Because what if he was part of it? Then he wouldn't he have, I mean, Sidious had that, you know, Order 66 to kill all the Jedi, but what did Yoda think was going to happen when, you know, to get rid of the Jedi or to keep the Jedi at bay? Um, So I will say, Eden, we'll take a quick, Eden, Eden Gray on the chat has, Michael, did you just say Padme? And I said, I've heard it not just from you, but I think when I had uh, the Geeky Waffle, one of them was, was also saying Padme. So I don't know if it's, that maybe that's the right pronunciation. I always say Padme, but I heard a lot of people say Padme recently. It's Padme. <laughs> All right, we'll do another I what if on pronunciations. But oh, yeah, I don't know. I got that. I got that hard day. I say bar and cry, hey, let's go to the bar. You know, and everybody <laughs> makes fun of me for sounding like a pirate. So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just finishing up on your thought. I don't know what the other expected was going to happen at the end if he was part of the plan. Uh, again, it's a great question to deliberate. It goes so far against the character of Yoda. But I do like a little bit what Charles mentioned that it's still the balance of the force. Yoda's looking at the end game. He's not just looking at the now, he's looking at the future and maybe that's the way. But yeah. and, yeah, and and Yoda Yoda knows like that going back to the Ahsoka talking to Yoda and talk telling them what to do. Um, you know, you, you get to where Yoda knows something's gonna happen, but he's just gotta let it play out because he knows in the long run, you can do something to stop it, but the force is going to do whatever the force wants to do, or it's all going to come full circle somehow. So, you know, that whatever he, Yoda has to do whatever he feels is right, but can't overstep doing that to try and impede what's going to happen with, you know, whatever it is, because the, the force is always going to balance itself. It always has a plan. Mm. So. All right. So let's go. Thanks, Cam, again. Great debate here that this question led, even though I don't think it was going to happen, but good good question, Cam. Thanks. Uh, so our last fan, what if? I got a few more that we can do afterwards if we want, and I know you have some for Mandalorian Season 2, but our last one comes from Ben. I'm going to try to read this correct. Ben at Chinsey Bitnik. What if Anakin let Mace Windu kill Palpatine? So though this goes a little bit hand in hand with our first one, or one of our first one, if Ahsoka told uh, 
the Jedi most plan, I mean, what most said, and then Anakin lets Mace Windu kill Palpatine. Um, I still go to the same thing that Anakin will still fall. He's, he's still destined to fall. He's the chosen one that's going to bring balance to the Force, and he has to fall just to come back. So, yes, Palpatine dies. Anakin is still going to try to find a way to save Padme or Padme, whoever he, he he's in love at that point. Um, but I think he's still forced to the dark side. Um, and then I don't know how the other Jedi react to Mace Windu killing Palpatine, which at that point it seemed like he was dead to rights, right? He's there. He's defeated. He needs to be judging court. He needs to be taken prisoner, but May says no, he's too strong. He, he's got control of the Senate. He's gonna walk free. I gotta kill him. That's not the Jedi way. Well, then Mace Window be seen as what's happening with you. Maybe you're too far gone. And then there's that issues with Mace killing Palpatine instead of just taking him away. I mean, you still you still need Anakin to fall to the dark side. Yeah. So I think what would have happened is, you know, Anakin doesn't kill Palpatine. And, you know, then, well, the Sith are then dead. So the Sith are no more. Um, but then you have, you know, how does Anakin become all the Sith, or if, if we want to keep that going? But Anakin's still going to turn to the dark side. And, you know, have all these problems where he knows that Palpatine, even though he was so evil, you know, it's not the Jedi way to kill him. Um, he should have been brought to trial and done whatever, like you already said, like we see in the movie. So that's going to be eating, eating at him. And the fact that he killed Dooku and, you know, he, he killed all of the sand people. Um, so it's like you're going to have all these things that are still going to build up and he just won't have Sidious there to say, okay, you're a Sith now. So it's still going to happen. It's just going to take a little bit longer yeah. um, for, for it to, to come to a head, I guess. Um, but I, you know, I think it, it would still happen, but that, you know, that's another one of those things that, you know, we could sit here and have a whole show on what would happen then? How would it happen? Who would it happen with? How are we going to, you know, get it to happen? And, you know, Order 66 doesn't happen then, um, or does it happen? You know, was it, is that the last thing that before, um, you know, Mace lops off his head or whatever he does, he just says execute Order 66, and then his head gets cut off, all the Jedi die, and now it's Anakin watching, you know, all these clones that he grew up with and were really his friends, you know, killing all the Jedi who were his other friend, other, you know, group of friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where does it lead us to then? Because maybe he thinks that because Anakin thinks that because Mace Windu was going to kill Sidious, that's why Sidious does that, that it wouldn't have happened otherwise. So now Order 66 is now Mace Windu's fault. Yeah. If Mace would have let it go on through the proper channels, then Order 66 wouldn't happen. So now it's Mace Windu's fault. Everybody now finds out what a jerk Mace Windu is. 
like we all found out when he said citizen. Yeah. And, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's for me, it's too difficult to separate all this what is from the final Anakin still destined to fulfill his destiny. So I would need to take that part away and that would be a to totally different what if. What if Anakin wasn't the chosen one, but all the events still happen in order? Then you can play a little bit more with it. Um, I do think that they would something will have to happen with Mace. He'll be ostracized because he went against the Jedi way. He's an old man. He's already planted in the a seed in the mind of a lot of people that the Jedi trying to take over and they just want to destroy him. So maybe more people start hating the Jedi at that point. It's not just the Jedi. It's just regular citizens saying, no, look at the Jedi. They just killed the senator that ended the war. Sorry, the emperor that ended the war. Um, the Jedi not all these high and mighty and powerful good guys that they're always saying they killed someone defenseless in cold blood and then and like the Martez sisters in Clone Wars season seven no the Jedi my parents died and Luminara nope. I think it was just said oh may the force is all the will of the fall the will of the force no we gotta get these guys out of here and then you have another type of civil war just the people against the Jedi so that's another way they could go. So. Right. I, saw, I just saw um, in the chat, I think it was, what if there was actually a Pat and a Charles and not just two Charles? What if that one? What if, what if, what if Charles didn't have a split personality and do his own um, podcast by himself and pretend that he's arguing with himself? That would be an interesting one to find yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that just goes into, you know, we see with the Marquez sisters that, you know, a lot of the civilians didn't like the Jedi or things happened. Um, you know, and the, the answer is when, oh, my, you know, my parents died. Oh, the Force will take care of you. You're fine. Yeah, okay. I had to make a choice, and your parents were the ones that lost out. So collateral damage. Your parents were collateral damage. Nobody really cares. Uh, the Force is what the Force wanted to happen. Yeah. You know, I made the decision because the Force wanted me to make that decision. Um, so, I mean, it, it's just kind of, you know, like all these what-ifs, I mean, we could make happen. Um, and these were just kind of, you know, I didn't have, unlike Alberto, I didn't have knowledge of these ahead of time. I'm being put on the spot to come up with these. Hey, so, I have to produce the show somehow. I can't go in blindly. I didn't. I did think about a few of them, the first ones. I didn't think about this one too much, but it's fun. You change my mind sometimes, and then I just start making stuff up in halfway through my sentences. Uh, but yeah, thanks to everyone that sent those questions. Uh, Cam, Lauren, Monica, and Ben. Again, uh, we're not too much into the what-if scenarios in Star Wars, but it does bring up some cool questions and conversations. And then the guys in the chat had some great points and some great conversations between all of them. So thank you guys for, for all that. And I had a few more, but I'm just going to leave them. You did mention you had some something for Mandalorian Season 2, some possible what-if, not what-if, but ideas of what might happen. So what are those? I want to get into those. All right, uh, hang on, I gotta put my, give me one second here, give me a, I gotta plug in my phone. That's uh, fine. 
Give me, give me one. Oh, I just moved it down. Give me, give me one second. All right. All right. I'll be right back. So Michael's gone. We'll wait till he comes back. So yeah, again, what ifs is not my cup of tea when it comes to Star Wars for some of the reasons I mentioned before. I think it's pushed too much into canon and canon versus what if, and that's already a big topic of discussion with Star Wars fans. So leave the what ifs for the comics or other properties. Um, if Lucasfilm didn't come up and say when they acquired, sorry, Disney acquired Lucasfilm, they didn't say everything's gonna be connected now, movies, TV shows, books, and comic books, then I think you can make some of those what if connections. But now that everything is supposed to be connected, um, I don't think what ifs work, it just brings too much baggage to Star Wars, and I don't think they want any more, but it's just, it's great conversations like we were just having with Michael and with you guys in the chat, um, and I know a lot of people are for what ifs, like I mentioned Noah from the Geek Strike Back when he was here with us and in one of his podcasts, every time we talk about what type of Disney Plus show you want to see, he always brings the what ifs. Um, so who knows, maybe in the future Star Wars does decide to do some what if scenarios and just ingrain it in people's mind that they're not part of canon. Uh, not, not, not part of canon, just people are gonna gravitate too much to them if they see or hear something that for them makes more sense that what's canon. And we've seen it a little bit. I was just talking Michael Michaels back about why I don't think that what if stories are going to happen in Star Wars. And we've seen it a little bit with the leak of the Colin Trevorrow episode nine script. People started comparing that right then with Rise of Skywalker. And a lot of people love that script more than what we got in episode nine. So if you do a whole series of what ifs and people gravitate to that more to what the actual canon is, it will just create too much turmoil and more discourse in Star Wars fans. Um, so I don't think we'll ever see what ifs in Star Wars, but again, it's good discussions, but hopefully not something that happens. I mean, that, but that's where like, if you get into what ifs, you need to have it be really extreme. Like I know, I don't know if this is one, um, like Mar Marvel does them or DC does them. I don't know if this is one um, or if some people, I just heard somebody talking about it. I don't know if it's true or not, um, but Bruce Wayne buys um, the daily planet or the daily bugle or, or whatever. And then that, you know, that, and they move it to Gotham. Um, so that brings Superman to Gotham that brings Spider-Man to Gotham. And, you know, and then the stories you could tell just with, with making that change, that really isn't that big of a deal. You know, who owns the paper? Well, now, you know, Bruce Wayne owns the paper. So now you have Batman, Spider-Man, and um, Superman all all the same all the same place. So you have, like, your own little Justice League starting to form um, that way. Or, you know, but it's like, you know, or you switch... What if Palpatine, um, you know, what if Yoda was a Sith Lord and Palpatine was actually the, the Jedi, uh, the strongest yeah. Jedi. So, you know, for 700 years or 800 years, you have the Sith Lord, um, you know, switching things around like that, um, that make it kind of, you know, just completely off the wall that you, you don't have not, um, 
what if, you know, what if Smee lives? Okay, well, then that you're changing the story um, to, you know, to make it like that. But if you just do, I think, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is the way you change it or the scenario you, you put in to make it so kind of off the wall. Um, yeah. You know, where it's not just what if this person didn't die or, you know, what if, what if Qui-Gon lived or. Um, I had that one in one of my possible what ifs. I had what if Qui-Gon had lived, but we don't have time for it. So what about Mandalorian season two? You wanted to bring up a few possible scenarios. Oh, these are things like I've talked about on my show before. Um, they're just kind of off the wall. Like, what if all Yoda species are um, have the Force? Like, um, but now, so like, we don't know where Yoda's from. Um, I, I'm just saying Yoda, and I mean the species. Yeah. When I say Baby Yoda, I know it's not Baby Yoda. It's just it's easier that way than all the clarifications and whatnot. So, um, all 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 of Yoda species are force sensitive, but they're so you have like the core world, and then you have the outer outer rim, then you have the unknown, and then in the unknown, that's where you have like the chips mm -hmm. and things like that. What what Thrawn is. So after like so the known area where the Chiss live isn't unknown to them. So you go, you take that's known regions for the Chiss. So yeah. you go to where like the unknown regions are for the Chiss. So it's like the unknown regions to the unknown regions, way, way far out there. That's where Yoda's um, planet is. And out there, everybody's force sensitive, but it doesn't, if everyone's force sensitive, it doesn't matter because it negates each other. Mm -hmm. Or you get like the, the Superman thing where you change the color of the sun. You don't have any powers because the radiation from the sun or, you know, whatever it is, keeps your powers at bay. But you go to a different sun and now you have these powers. Um, yeah. So, like, I'll, you know, I'll, I mean, the only evidence I have off of this are we have, we've seen three of Yoda species. And we have to assume that Baby Yoda or the child or Yoju, if you will, um, <laughs> is, you know, an actual one of the species and not cloned, which we don't yeah. know. That brings in a whole other, a whole other, twelve hours of conversing about it. And what if Yoda's DNA somehow they got Yoda's DNA and Palpatine had him um, cloned because. Yoda, baby Yoda and Anakin are the same age. They were born at the same time. Um, and so, you know, like, and, you know, that gets into, even though Palpatine and Plagueis were playing a role, you know, they didn't create Anakin. The Force created Anakin because these guys were doing things that were so horrible, you know, in the eyes of the Force that they had to you know, the force makes Anakin because of what they were doing. So yes, they were the reason that Anakin was born, but they did not create him. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the force knows that, you know, what's going to happen to Anakin, that Anakin is going to have to be raised as like the saint, like child and then turn bad only so he can turn good to save the galaxy. So everything is once again in the, the what if territory. Um, 
But so then, you know, you have Baby Yoda being born at the same time as the backup plan in case um, Anakin doesn't turn to the light side. You have this. You have this baby that can now, you know, be raised and come to its full powers, and at some point in time, then defeat the Sith who have now taken over because, you know, Anik or Luke does kill the Emperor and, and go to the dark side, which is all the Emperor really wanted. Um, mm-hmm. Or Luke does kill Vader, and now he's you know the apprentice of. The emperor. Yeah, um, that's bring up a lot of questions um, on possible scenarios. So we'll see. Again, Mandalorian season two is right around the corner. All right. So let's finish up with a couple of fan questions in our segment, Ask the Rebellion. So this week was a little bit different. I didn't go on Twitter too much and ask for fan questions, but I did get a few because when when I put that poll out for what they wanted the episode to be, I did have one that was just fan questions. And they did submit a few of them. And I'm going to go with two because they are related. And I think you might, when I read the first one, you might know which ones. And first one comes from Conversations. Which oh, God. A, <laughs> oh, God. At Star Wars, at Suasions, they write, the misconception that Michael collects Funko Pop. But at the same time, before you answer that, our good friend, again, Cam Ray, adds... Why is Tumet 2 such a huge Funko Pop collector? So let's get to the bottom of this. Where did all this come from that everyone thinks you collect Funko Pops? You keep telling telling us you don't collect Funko Pops, but this debate rages on and on more than canon versus what if. So what's the real canon be- between Michael collecting or not collecting Funko Pops? I mean, I have some Funko Pops. Um, <laughs> You know, it, it's Star Wars memorabilia. Um, out of all of the Funko Pops that I have, I think there's a couple that aren't Star Wars. All of the rest of them are Star Wars. So, you know, and like the misconception, if I collected them, I would buy all of them. And I've been at GameStop and... You know, I had the option to buy some, but I didn't like them, so I didn't get them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, uh, I'm not going to say anyone was coerced into saying it, but Gus Lopez was on my show, and the words did come out of his mouth you do not collect Funko Pops. <laughs> he said those words exactly. Um, so he's one of the, you know, premier collectors of Star Wars memorabilia in the world. And he uttered those words. So, I mean, you have to take, you know, the only person that's probably above him in the collecting world is, you know, the Steve Sansweet that we know of, unless you get into some, you know, private collections that we don't know yeah. of, you know, of like millionaires or billionaires or something like that. But, um, you know, you have one of the top collectors saying that I do not collect them. Um, you know, I would let them go to, you know, the the wayside if it was possible. Um you know, it's it's just you know Star Wars memorabilia merchandise, and you know I, I think like a lot of it comes around from um, like Cam Ray uses it as a deflection um, because 
you know, Cam has realized and Alberto um, has <laughs> have realized that they're in the wrong. Um, you know, they don't even they've never even tried pineapple on pizza. I haven't. I know. So you can't say it doesn't belong if you've never tried it. Um, you know, I mean, you can say it, but it doesn't really have any validity to it because uh, like I'm going to tell you right now, if you give me a slice of pizza with on with red onion and or onion and something and pineapple, I'm probably not going to like it. It's just the combination thereof. But you give me a piece of um, pizza with some jalapenos. Canadian bacon is superior to only in this instance. Only in this instance, because um, bacon always wins and as its own food group. Um, but Canadian bacon on pizza with jalapenos and pineapple is superior. Um, you know, it's kind of like you need to find the right flavor profiles of your pizza. And you know, when you're doing a nice brick oven pizza um you know with maybe some figs and a nice balsamic saba um you know you put a little bit of prosciutto on there it enhances the flavor of the saba because you have the salty and the reduction becomes very sweet so it's just all played on the flavor palette but you know i mean so i have to say that pineapple belongs on pizza because in the right in the right combination or flavor you know combination it's excellent but are okay. uh, there times that i wouldn't put pineapple on pizza then you know there, there are but you know just to make a blatant statement that it doesn't belong on pizza on pizza is you know it's just completely wrong yeah. um but i mean i don't expect much more from people that live in florida so oh, come on come on the florida people stay together this day might not be the best but we do stay together all right, so with that, let's bring this show to an end. It's been great talking to you, Michael. So, not surprising to anyone, this has been our longest show ever. So thank you again. And where can our fine folks find you out there? Um, I am on all of the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Live It. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, just anything you go to put in uh, two med two, and you'll be able to find me. Um, some of them YouTube. Oh, I forgot to even say YouTube. Um, some of them like YouTube. You actually have to hit enter or search for. If you just put in my name, it doesn't come up. Okay. Um, so like w with that aspect, you do have to actually do the search or, or try and find it. All right. Well, again, thanks, Michael. I want to thank a lot of the, everyone in the chat, of course. And we did get a few new people today. Charles Westcott, thank you for being here. You did say it has been an awesome show. I'm glad you have the time today to come on. Again, we try to be here every Saturday at 5. Uh, we have next week is going to be another great guest. We have Talking With My Hands coming up. We're going to be talking about Obi-Wan and everything that he has suffered and all that suffering in Star Wars. Uh, for me, you know where to find me if you're watching this on YouTube right now. YouTube, slash, not slash, just search for Radio Rebellion Podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Radio Rebel Pod. And if you just want to listen to the audio podcast on your way to work, at work, or you just want to hear my beautiful voice again at Michael's, um, all the podcast, podcasting station out there, Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, Podchaser, Anchor, everything, Radio Rebellion, Ace Hours Podcast. So with that said, I'll leave you guys with our theme song by Media Music Pod. Give them a follow and a shout. And as always, stay safe, be safe. May the force be with you, Delilah, and everyone. Bye, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with me. I had a lot of fun today. Radio Rebellion.